Everyone, welcome to our You Talking REM Remi. Before we get to that, we want to tell you about sleep. Sleep. Adam, you're sleeping. Wake up. <laughs> that's how you wake up? It sounds like that's how you get to sleep. Look, a quality night's sleep helps you prevent burnout, make better decisions, and improve your memory. Doesn't it? Yeah. And what did I just say then? It's It, it gives you... It lets you, you need to sleep more, my man. God darn it. To design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30-plus years of experience. Wow. Isn't that amazing? What and does that mean? I, I think that they hired 30 people with one year of experience. Wow. <laughs> Big company. Yep. And hundreds of hours of testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell. And together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress sold. Can I tell you something, Scott? Please. I got one of these Lisa mattresses for my daughter. Yeah. Okay. And it is incredible. I Every chance I get, I try and- Kick her out of bed. Kick and her then, out of bed. And say, go sleep with Naomi. And sleep in my daughter's, <laughs> on my daughter's Lisa mattress. It is so, so, so- Comfy. Well, I want our listeners not to miss these summer savings. They can get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash REM. Isn't that amazing? That's, $160 off. And it's not expensive to begin with, so yeah. that's savings. Yes. So lisa.com slash REM. Chronic to Collapse, Town and Into Now, that is, respectively, this is Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy? The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M. This is good rock and roll um, music. Thank you to R.E.M. for the theme from Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy, a.k.a. White Tornado. That was cool of them to write and perform that for us. 30 years before the show. Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Very big, exciting show coming for you today. We will be talking about uh, the band R.E.M. Um, and their final elp, their final lip. Their swan song. <laughs> yes, they all songs about swans. It, which is so weird that they did Swan Swan H so early in their career, and they're like, let's follow it up. Yeah. With 11 songs about swans. It's sort of an answer to a song that they had released in 1986, which is bizarre. Mm -hmm. Why go to the trouble of writing an entire album just as a response to this one song? And it's, And they're literally responding to that song as well, saying like, I like this song. They, the first song is just, I like that song. Yep. The second song is, I don't like that song. It's very, it's all yeah. over the map. And then the third song is, as if that song had called them on the telephone. And <laughs> ring, ring, hello. Yeah. Who is it? Swan Swan H. And it's trying to sell them life magazines. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. Magazines. magazines. It was yeah, yeah. Really, it's well, weird. it was the magazine called Life. Yeah, insurance. The life insurance. Called li life insurance. <laughs> life insurance. I am switching my uh, headphones over here now, by the way, so why don't you talk while I do that? Microphone switching is... You, did you know that it's an Olympic sport 
in uh, in the United States at the uh, Olympics every year. Is that because they're noise canceling and it's? I don't know like what is. Ha- I, I have no idea what's happening, but I but I like it. Whatever it is, it feels good. <laughs> hey, speaking of it feels good, let's hear the unofficial theme song that REM didn't write. Let's hear how does it feel when you're in REM? Parentheses. It feels good. End parentheses. This is a song that means a huge amount to me because I wrote it when I came out of a very bad, a very dark. <laughs> How does it feel when you're in REM? It feels good! How does it feel when you're in REM? It feels good! So good. So good. That uh, thanks to, I believe it's Troubles Afoot. Is that right? Uh, every time I ask what it is, Ryan says, He's unsure. I think so. He's unsure. He's yeah, unsure. I, I, I swear to God, with modern computing technology, there must be some way to write a note on the iTunes track or something. There's that- got to be a concrete answer to that question. <laughs> And it eludes us every, every single time. time. Apologies to I think it's Troubles Afoot on SoundCloud. I got a okay, uh, I got a thumbs up and a nod. The combo of which I believe means that I am correct. Troubles Afoot. <laughs> what if a thumbs up and a nod meant Troubles Afoot? That may be. There may be people about to bust down this door and take <laughs> our lives. What if uh, because we're playing copyrighted music on the show, the FBI just burst in here one episode? What if they? REM. What if that package that Burtis Down sent last week or mm-hmm. last, last episode, episode yeah. uh, actually had listening devices? It was <gasps> oh a sting God. operation. And they're after us. They're fucking trying to find our they're location. Taking us downtown. Trying to find our 20. Yeah. Wow, that's that's incredible. And Who do you they, think they would take down first if we were split up? They would shoot us both in the forehead at the same time. <laughs> we sh- we should take care to travel separately from now on. Yeah, uh, as to not be captured. We should each get a decoy to <laughs> yes. a, a lookalike to run out to the car and. <laughs> Who would be drive your off. Who would be your your lookalike? Because I don't think anyone looks like you. Um, do you get? And by the way. Hey, you look like this ugly person Twitter is the worst Twitter, I think, which I get constantly. Uh-huh. Like pictures of like, hey, you look like this ugly person I saw on TV. Or, hey, you look like this ugly statue. Yeah. Um, but do you get any of that? Uh uh, for a period of time, Anna, Anna Kendrick and I got a lot of that. Oh, interesting. Hold mm-hmm. on. Let me let me uh, put my hands sure. sort put of it. around your, your face as if I'm making yeah. hair, hand hair. Well, now you're like mo- – Touching my face, such as where? I kind of see it. I don't know why this is necessary. I kind of see it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Uh, sing something from Pitch Perfect for me. Um, 
Cups, 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 cups. I don't know. I don't know any of those. Good song. Cups, cups, cups. Oh, man, it was a huge hit. Huge hit. Huge hit. Anna Kendrick. What a great person, huh? Yeah, great person to be compared with on a in in the area of who, looks who or you, anything else. Who do you think it is more insulting to, her or you? Her, definitely her. Yeah, yeah. I think any time that you say to a woman, "Hey, you look like this man," it's it's automatically bad. I remember I had a friend in high school who was a, a beauty queen. Yeah, um, who did pageants and stuff like that. Yeah, and one day she she slicked back her hair. Instead of wearing it down and or bangs, you know, yeah. this is the '80s. Everyone had bangs, yeah. and I, I, I saw her at lunch, and we used to eat lunch together all the time. We were yeah. buddies. Uh-oh. I saw her at lunch, and I was like, "Oh my god, you look just like Pee Wee Herman." <laughs> was that the last lunch you ever shared? I believe it was. Yeah. <laughs> Solo lunches after that. Scott learns a lesson <laughs> in high school. I mean, it was a good lesson. I think of it all the time now. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, you don't want to do that. And, no, and, no, no, you, you truly don't. <laughs> but I think the reverse is also true. Why, why compare anyone to anyone? Hey, listen, you're not going to, I'm not going to protest that statement from Scott Ackerman. Really? You're not going to protest? Well. Cause I saw you send out a Facebook invite to protest. Yeah. Any statement that you make. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be determined. Just showing up at my door. With you and with making your signs. making your kids signs again. I, yeah, <laughs> I hate what you said, and then just fill in the blank of anything you of said. what it what it was. Yeah, um, have you ever said anything uh, controversial? Any, no, anything. Have you ever said anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. Other than yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, serious question. Yeah. Speaking of hia. Hia. Do you wish you were a cowboy? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Hia. 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 When you were a kid Mm -hmm. and you were playing Indiana Jones in the backyard. Sure. Did you go at any point? Well, uh, I must confess that uh, I was probably a little old to be playing Indiana Jones. Really? In 1981? Uh, probably. I was 11 years old, which is, you know, you think? You know I guess I could have went around going, whoops. You would have been maybe too old to play Indiana Jones and anyone know about it, but if you and your buddies were, you Yeah, know, maybe. Me and my buddies walk around. I, I would be afraid to do that because I, I think my buddy would think that I was calling him pussy whipped. Oh, whoops. whoops. Right, that's what that turned into. Yeah, you know. What if, oh man, yeah. So, you no no other comments on pussy whipped. <laughs> I feel like I got that a lot in high school. Really, that you that the, that you were in that state of being. I yeah, I feel like you just saying that and then associating that with that sound. It it drudged up I, something I, for you. I, I you wanted like, to move on very quickly. Yeah, I feel like my friends used to do that to me a lot because I, you had a, a when girl- I would be like, uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm gonna. Because at a certain point, going to a park or a with tasty freeze a twelve or pack didn't sound as awesome as it did when I was fourteen, <laughs> as opposed 14? to sixteen. Of twelve pack at fourteen? Well, yeah, maybe not. When's the first time you drank? Drank beer? Yeah, beer. Beers. You mean like like let's drink these beers? Yeah, and get like wasted? like this, this the sour barley juice that we call beer. Yeah. 
I mean, I always probably probably like 15, 16 is when we would like start like mm-hmm. let's get our hands on some of that sweet nectar. <laughs> And and party and it didn't matter where you would just go find a spot and stand around and just stand drink around warm beer. Uh, the cops ever come by and say, "Hey, oh yeah." And sure. why is it warm? Well, would you heat it up because you're not particularly picky? And if it was shoulder they tapped and stashed behind your friend's house in the okay. bushes or in a garage for five days, I thought that you were saying you would go moment. to a store and say, "Get me that warm beer," because you're not. Warm, please. <laughs> warm. Can we get a 12-pack of old Milwaukee and make sure it's warm? <laughs> um, that's uh, that's fascinating. And you and you still drink beer to this day, a 12-pack, every night. A warm in a park. 12-pack of old Milwaukee <laughs> in a park. Naomi, every going night. to the park. Oh, you heading down to drink your 12-pack? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what is... What? <laughs> And she says that to you about yes. beer? Yes. <laughs> I'm not pussy whipped by beer. That's Shut what she up, does. Naomi. If that's, hey, listen, if that's the flack I have to take to have my time with my warm 12 pack, I'll take it. What if that was part of of being married to you and you were just like, honey, like, listen, before, look, here's something deal breaker. you, you got to know about me <laughs> is every night come... 8.30 or, or so, <laughs> I'm going to leave the house, I'm going to leave the kids, yep. <laughs> I'm going to go down to the park by myself, <laughs> get a warm 12-pack, finish that bad boy, I'll be rolling back into the house around 3.30 a.m. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, well, or I'll be back in, you know, 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, shotgunning 12 in 45 minutes, that, oh, ugh, can you imagine? yeah. <laughs> did you used to did you used to shotgun beers? Sure, we would do that. You st- yeah. just get a ballpoint pen and poke a hole in the bottom of the beer and then mm. open it on the way up. I didn't ask for an, an instruction manual, but isn't that how you? you yeah, would do that it? is shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or that's why I said it. someone had a beer bong because that's the other. Oh yeah, that's the other way of doing it. Oh, that's a beer bong though, where you a beer stick bong. the tube yeah, yeah. like. I did Jesus that. W- Christ, I did that once at uh, Lake Havasu. Like that's like the place all, to do it. All my friends got to Lake Havasu. It was probably like two p.m. We got to the rental house, Ugh. and we were like, "All right, let's beer bong right away. <laughs> let's get super fucked up because we arrived. <laughs> We've arrived at this place. I put it in my mouth, did the beer bong, immediately threw up on the pavement. Yeah, just <laughs> throw up a bunch of foam. Right? <laughs> it was so gross. That was so gross. And then so many things happened that trip. How, How old the- were you guys? Were you and your friends? I was probably twenty five at that point too old to be doing this and was the how disgusting was the house by like two days in (laughs) it was pretty bad because there were like five of us yeah we didn't know each other that well it was a very eventful trip but i i don't want to waste your time with any of the stories listen i spent like two months in lake havasu doing what piranha oh right i forgot you were in that Yeah. yeah we were down at lake that's where it was shot I mean, I remember everything about that movie, but I forgot that you were. <laughs> well, Sheer was down there. Yeah, uh, it was a, it was, it was fun. But that place is what? Is what months crazy. were you there? Like in the dead of summer, so it was like a hundred and twenty-two degrees. Magoof. Yeah. Um, but wh- why did you choose it? Lake have? Why did you choose Lake Havasu like as a party spot? Because it was like, let's go meet some girls, and yeah. we have a boat. 
my go. my friend had a boat and and it was like let's go out there and tootle yeah. around on the boat and yeah. see what's up. Yeah, and of course, no one talked to us. You're right. And the boat sank. All sorts of stuff. The <laughs> boat was, sank. Yeah, the boat sank. Oh my god! The boat sank. We broke down on the way back. Did you guys meet any girls? No, no, no one talked to us. The no. boat sank. We, I lost my wallet with all my money. <laughs> we, we decided to go to Reno uh, because like the boat sank. Havasu yeah, and ditch go to Havasu, Reno. Went to Reno, lost all my money. Reno's there. not close to Lake. Havasu. No, it's, uh, so so such a strange trip. It sounds um, awful. It was terrible. But it's true. Like I can see people not talking to you because people park their boats like in circles out there, like yeah. groups of friends. I could see like we're you going out there not knowing anyone and, and being like, Hey, here we are. Yeah. And and within fifteen minutes the boat sank. <laughs> <laughs> and did you all have an idea of what this trip was going to be like. You're just going to get out on a boat and just as soon get as fucked you- fucked up and everyone going like, hey, what's up? Yeah, and as like, soon as you get out there, just people will surround you. And- I mean, it was like this incredibly expensive s- speedboat, like yeah. one of those, almost like a cigar boat in a way, yeah. like one of those like super streamlined Cigarette boat, maybe. Cigarette, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I'm more of a cigar guy. Sure. Um, but- uh, uh, it was just super streamlined and sporty and, th- and new paint yeah, job. Yeah. And it was so thin and so aerodynamic that water was getting uh, into the air vents somehow. Jesus. And, and Well, you guys probably had too many people on it. Not well, yeah, maybe, but but you know, and I made a mix. I made like a. <laughs> of course, you did. I made. I we. I had a. I had a boombox, and we had a tape. That was about a 90-minute mix, which, as I recall, had some good songs from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack on it. <laughs> oh, man. That's not a bad soundtrack. Well, yeah, they always put, like, Jonathan Richman on their soundtracks and stuff, Yeah, right? he wasn't on the Dumb and Dumber one, but there oh. was some, like, good modern okay. uh, rock songs for did 1995. You to, did you have to dive in and, like, swim to the bottom of Lake Havasu to yeah. save your mixtape? Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> my mixtape. <laughs> my mix! <laughs> Guys, it's my mixtape! <laughs> Now, I will say the gentlemen I was on the trip with were very complimentary about the mix. Oh, that's terrific. Are you still friends with them? Uh, I te- Technically, one of uh, the guys I— Is or, dead. <laughs> technically. <laughs> but we're trying to resuscitate him. Um, no, uh, I, I don't speak to them all that much anymore, but I would say that uh, w- would love to hear from them. Nice people. Nice, great people. I One, one was my roommate in that uh, terrible condo that uh, I lived in that I talked about that oh, didn't yeah. have a kitchen. Yeah. That, uh, that, that My roommate and, and uh, oh, cool. the, the, the guys I originally started drinking beer with at 18 years of age, I yeah. had never drank beer before, and then we would uh, drink it every night after rehearsal play practice from yeah. 11 p.m. until 5 or 6 a.m. So fun. In a van, we used to. We used to. Me and my friends would just sit around and drink beer and just tri- listen to music and just take turns picking songs out of the CDs mm-hmm. for for seven hours. Yeah, exactly. Just That's smoke a, cigarettes, drink beer, talking, and play music, and talking about things that were like important and trying to figure things yeah, out. Yeah. I feel like at this age. We've got kind of everything figured out, and what we don't yeah. have figured out, we'll go talk to the psychiatrist about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, for about an hour a week, I'll do what I used to do with my buddies. Yeah, and now we've heard all those songs. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, we've heard every song at this point. Every song known to man. Okay, try so, to, so wait, wait. Try to think of any song that you don't know. Mm, I can't think of one. Yeah, not one. So the the water got in the air ducts, and it just started like sinking? the vents. Yeah, the vents. and and it and it. 
it it went over into the boat. Over water. over the boat. It was so streamlined that the back of the boat was like underwater while it was going. It was so fast. And the water just <laughs> clogged up all of the vents in it and it sank and we had to like hold like keep it prevent it like swim and prevent it from sinking <laughs> were you at, like out in the middle of the lake yeah out in the middle of the lake <laughs> we finally like swam and pushed it over to like some rocks <laughs> were you hammered doing this i mean we had beer on yeah. the boat so i mean sort of and then just waited for like a boat to come by and signaled hey our boat is sinking and they got they got another boat to come to come drag it out of Jeez. the water and then and then it was in the shop for 3 days Oh god. And then and then we got it they so fixed you had no it. access to the no water. No access to the water. We got it out of the shop and we we were there for a week. Yeah. Got it out of the shop, got it right back on the water, <laughs> sank again no. in 10 minutes. <laughs> it was like a problem with the design of the boat. And this is like a guy I don't know, like my roommate's <laughs> well-off friend who had a giant new truck and a giant new boat. So this is his boat. This is his debut with the boat. He bought this boat for for like way too much money. Way too much money. It sinks twice. Twice. <laughs> and we just don't know what to do. And then and then his huge expensive truck dragging the boat on the way home breaks down <laughs> in the middle of the freeway at Two in the morning. Oh God! Um, that's so, amazing. and that's just a that's just kind of a fraction. And by the way, I mean, I was having flashbacks to when I sunk a jet ski when I was in high school. Yeah, uh, as well. So I've I've not had good luck with anything that you take out on the water. Did you fly to Reno, or did you all drive? We to Reno? drove to Reno. <laughs> that's like a nine hour drive yes, or something. I know, but we were so like we got to salvage There's girls in Reno, guys. I think it was just let's have fun with something. Oh, We've had God. so little fun. Let's go to Reno. So we went to Reno, and I think I had fifty bucks at that point, like in reserve. Yeah. yeah. And within five hands of blackjack, I was out of money. And we were yep. like, "All right, well, let's go. Let's yep. go back home." Yeah. I remember going to Vegas with a group of friends, like in '95, and I had forty dollars. <laughs> yeah. And it was all of my money, and right. we got to Vegas, and the friends I was with all, like, had, like, a wad of cash in their pocket. Like, right. none of us had a bunch of but they at least had— Had, like, a few hundred dollars. Yeah, and yeah. I so went to a blackjack table, also didn't really know how to play blackjack yet, right. and my money was gone in, like, 45 seconds. Right. And it's and like, you okay— what do you do now? What do I do for the next three days? Three I don't fucking know. days. Yeah. You brought forty dollars, forty bucks, and Ugh. it was so boring because I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess you—they have the cheap buffets and stuff, and you could drink and watch other people play. Yeah, I mean, I borrowed twenty bucks from a oh, friend God. and then just doled that out over a few days. <laughs> twenty dollars, like yeah. here and there, like a dollar yeah. to someone who gives you a free drink here yeah. and there. I think also I had heard everything's free in Vegas. If you're just gambling, they just give you free food and drinks. And it just wasn't. It's just not the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still, you left that trip with how much? Oh, I was up. Mm, I w- well, actually, I left in the hole for exactly twenty dollars. <laughs> had to pay my friend back. I may not have. Ever paid him back? Maybe not. What friend is that? Do you remember? John Bagdasarian. Do you want to pay him back right now? I Do you should. have Venmo or something? You know what? I'll Venmo him. Yeah, Venmo, Venmo no. him right now. Oh, yeah. I would love, like, <laughs> hey, <Done>. remember <laughs> remember that $20 I borrowed in Vegas? I don't know whether I ever paid it back, so here you go. Yep. 
Done. Done. Wow. Very nice. Um, by the way, yeah, I haven't introduced you nor me. Oh. And we've been talking for a bit here. Yeah. So people must be lost. They're like, who who are who these people? Are these guys? Who are these guys? Poor broke assholes <laughs> <laughs> telling stories about the nineties. <laughs> Ugh. Is that what oh God. That's that what, what we become. Doing? Yeah. Uh, to my right, he is well actually he's pretty much at twelve o'clock right now because I'm facing him directly. Because you're wearing noise canceling. I'm wearing I, and I had to switch him over here. Uh, he is the star of Piranha. And he, uh, you, if you were hanging around Lake Havasu in the, uh, I guess the mid two thousands, is that when that came out? Uh, two thousand nine, it was 2009. shot. Two thousand nine. If you were hanging around Havasu in two thousand nine, you probably brushed up against him at some point. Adam Scott is here. Hello, hey buddy, hey buddy. Uh, and uh, and look at this. It's Scott Ackerman, everybody. <laughs> and coming up on the show, we have our good friend uh, Haley Joel Osment. We'll be talking about the, the uh, swan song of R.E.M. Collapse Into Now. Um, you know Haley from, uh, I believe he first came to national uh, attention in the movie um, Sense8, I think, is what it was. Was that it? Sense8. Since eight. Since eight? Since eight. Like since like I since ate. I ate something, I've right. become hungry again. It's a it was a, a movie about dinner. Yeah. Great movie makes you really hung- hungry. A, a great movie re- wait, is this I Love Films? I think so. Hey everyone, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about films that make you hungry. Oh my, okay, I don't know if you've seen this film. Came out a while ago. Uh, it's so good, and every time I see it, I get so hungry. Oh my God, I'm getting hungry. You just talking about it. What is it? It's called, uh, it's Stanley Tucci. The name is escaping me. Stanley Tucci and Allison Janney is in it. And um, you're making my mouth water, bro. Uh, the Tooch. Big night. Big night. They make so much food in this movie. Oh my God. And I bet. Do they give leftovers away at the end of it? At, when you left the theater, they would give you a, a Tupperware container? No, just a large plastic sack. With meatloaf in it. Just, just a garbage bag full of meatloaf. And a Tupperware container. Let me, serious question. If someone were to come, like say you had a, a party, a holiday party. Okay. Not that you ever have because no. I've never been invited to one no. of them. Uh, and someone were to come with literally like a, a clear plastic garbage bag filled right. with meatloaf. That's right. What do you do with it? Um, what if it's even meatloaf that's been pureed? Pureed meatloaf, and you're, and this is a good friend who's like good, good friend, good friend who's like seriously, this stuff is really good. Not a joke, not a joke. Just like I got, uh, I was at a restaurant, and they were giving this stuff away, and I got a big garbage bag full it, of it. I just saw Big Night. I just saw Big Night. It made me really hungry. I went to a restaurant. They were giving meatloaf away, and the, and then I asked them to liquefy it, and they puree, did, and, and they, they did for me, and it's so good. You got to try this. Stuff. And they poured it into this leaky bag. <laughs> Here, do you want to pass this out during yeah. the party? Like what? Like realistically. This is, by the way, this is a good, good friend that you don't want to insult. What do you do with it? I would, I, there's no way I don't think they're joking. There's no way. (laughs) But I'm throwing a party, so I'm, 
You're distracted. Preoccupied. You're preoccupied. Yeah. So I would acknowledge the funny joke, be a little annoyed but, but, that it's but, a pain in the ass. But you're. But the person's like, oh no 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 no, this is totally serious. This is. Like, I would go. I, this is really good. Yeah, I would go. Oh okay, yeah, totally. And like I would put it take in your fridge bag. or freezer or something. Yeah, I same. would take the bag and put it in the sink in the kitchen and throw it out later. <laughs> but what what do you do when they contact you later and say, hey, how was that meatloaf? I would. I would still never, ever think they're not joking. It would be impossible. <laughs> you know what makes me hungry? What film? What? Iron Man. Oh, yeah, but you love eating Well, uh, meat has iron in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get it. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> Good <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. We we got to take a break. How's that sound to you? <laughs> yeah. I really want you to have a party so I can come with a bag of liquefied <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> I will do. I swear to God, I will. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have Haley Joel Osment. Uh, he will be talking about uh, several things, including the band. R.E.M. We'll be right back R-E-M. with more. Are you talking R.E.M. Remy? Hi, 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 hi. Over here, over here. Hi. Hey, I want to tell you a brand new season of Raised by TV comes out this week. Do you care? 100%. Do you care? Is that Jack Nicholson? Do you care? I'm holding my yeah, my is. hair there back like Jack Nicholson to yeah. make myself balder. Um, Raised by TV is the show where John Gabers and Lauren Lapkus revisit the best and worst of the 80s and 90s TV that they grew up on. Everything from SNCC to TGIF, cereal commercials to snacks like Airheads and Totino's Pizza Rolls. Totino's. They have some of your favorite stars from the era as guests, like Ryder Strong, who played Sean Hunter on Boy Meets World. You were on Boy Meets I World. I was. Did you meet uh, Ryder Strong? Sure did. Did you Ryder Strong? <laughs> All <laughs> hey. right. Enough of that. In season three, John and Lauren are back talking about more of the TV shows and memorable characters that warped their little minds. This season, they're covering Saved by the Bell. Did you ever uh, be? Were you ever on that? No. Cool. The Bachelor. Were you ever on that? Were you one of the Bachelors? Yes. Seasons three through eight. I'm on it every season in a different disguise. <laughs> and Veronica Mars. I love that show. I was show. on that. Yeah, you were on that. You were a dumb teacher. Okay, how about I was on two of the shows mentioned so You far. should be on this show. <laughs> I know. Uh, and they talked to guests like voice acting legend Gray Griffin, buddy of mine I went to college with her, Matt and Bowen from Las Culturistas, and workaholics Anders Holm. And if you're a Stitcher Premium subscriber, you can start binging the new season early. Listen to Raised by TV now and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Why am I? I sound so mean. Listen to Raised by TV now. Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Stitcher, your favorite podcast app. I'm a big fan of Anders Home. So what? And Lauren Lapkus. Shut up. And you. Thank you. Yeah, welcome back. Are you talking Ari Emery Me? Burn in hell. That's uh that's a 
that's real rock and roll music. That's real rock and roll music. What were they recording that for? Was that for uh, it was for Fabla's? Fa- oh, I don't know. It's on a soundtrack, right? Is it on? Uh, it is. Is it on Bachelor Party or something like that? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Welcome back. Welcome. Back. Yeah, it's been so long since we talked about it. Yeah, because I'm sure we covered this. Yeah, I'm sure. We got it. We should go back and there listen. There is a Bachelor Party song, but it's not that. It's a different one. We should go back and listen yeah, yeah, yeah. to our episode about it. Okay. 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 I'm so fucking annoying. Okay. Okay. Bing, bing. Welcome back. We're, we're uh, about to talk about a uh, wonderful album called Collapse Into Now, uh, which I believe is R.E.M.'s final record, uh, although we'll, we'll figure that out uh, as it comes. Uh, but before we do that, we have to welcome a guest on the show, and this is a guest whom uh, uh, rabid interest from him uh, uh, in regards to being on, a, uh, being on the show in fact, so much so that I believe uh, he invited me to a to an afternoon party he was having with his sister one day, and I was like, "I can't, man. I'm recording." Oh, yeah. Can't man? That's like the sequel to Ant Man. Yeah, Can't Man. What if Ant Man can't get out of that place that he's stuck in at the end of the movie? He's like, it's "I called can't, can't, man." man. <laughs> like, I can't, you, man. You guys have fun without me. I can't, man. Um, so I was like, "I can't. I'm recording," and he's like, "Can I be on the show?" And I was like. You're having a party. He's like, I don't care. I'll, my sister can have the party. I'll just come really? to the show. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, dude, do your party. I'll have you on the show another episode. Um, That's great. He is, An afternoon party. Yes. <laughs> just on a Tuesday, yeah. 12 packs in the park, yep. pretty much. All warm, no ice. Yeah, um, that sounds fun. He's an <laughs> actor of note. Um, I don't believe he's dipped his toe into any other category on IMDb. Is that correct? Uh, uh, you no. don't have any special thanks I'm or a, any... Uh, I'm a purist. No just music. actor. Yeah, just No actor. music, just yeah. acting. Um, he's in... Uh, uh, I would imagine he's in that upcoming movie, Glass, uh, which is the sequel to uh, uh, whatever movie he did uh, with M. Night Shyamalan. Sense8. Sense8. Yeah. Uh, please welcome Haley Joel Osment. Hey. Guys, hello. Hey. 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 What's up, dude? Nothing much. How you doing? Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I. No. To be fair, Scott asked me. I did not volunteer to leave. Scott said, "I am recording. Would you like to be on the show?" And I said, "Yes, I'm coming right now." I think I meant, "Would you like to be on the show at some future point?" And I got in my car and I started driving. <laughs> and you're still driving, by still the way. Still driving, yeah. Haley's in a car right now. They're just circling, circling this, wolf, yeah. this room. I'm doing donuts at the Denny's. <laughs> it's so ironic that one can do donuts at the Denny's, but one can't eat donuts. Come on, Denny's! I know. I know you can't get a donut at Denny's. Huge mistake. I want a D at my D. Yeah. <laughs> Big problem. Big problem. We'll be talking about that next segment. Um, Haley... What were you going to say? Nothing. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that I've always known, or for a long time have known, Haley's a fan of REM. We were saying before before the show, I saw some piece of press that Haley did back when- Do you get press clippings sent to your house? I do. I get any REM press clipping is cut out and sent to me. Uh, Where he said something about Up being a favorite record of a year for him. So it must have been the year it came out. What's your favorite album of the year? And you said, 
uh, REMs up, and you were, a, did you say 10 years 10, old yeah, at that, that point? Yeah, that would have been 98 when that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't you listening to like, and by the way, this all kind of leads me to what really is my first question, which is when did you first hear of REM? Oh, yeah. Well, um, my uh, parents are both from the South, and my dad went to University of Georgia in the early 80s when oh, REM cool. was there. And he was living uh, in a house with his brother in Athens um, uh, during what turned out to be a really significant time in REM history. And I'd always known that he – um, had seen REM and, and liked REM, and I had first heard of them myself because of the cassette tapes, tapes that were lying around the house when I was a kid. Um, lying around the house? Yeah, just lying around. Sounds just to, untidy. Yeah. <laughs> so your parents <laughs> are slobs. Yeah. No, just the cassettes, though. We like to keep cassettes on the floor to this day. Hmm. Um, but I had never cool. until this week sat down with him and tried to nail down specific dates, and it turned out that he went to a when series did, when of When did shows. he first hear of REM? He first heard of REM when he was sitting in a beanbag chair at University of Georgia, and somebody put on Murmur right when it had come out, and it was everybody's like, "This is our band, like this yeah, is yeah. you know a Georgia it's, band." It's ironic that yeah. you, you can go to a Denny's and sit in a beanbag chair, <laughs> but you can't order beans. I want some B from my D, not B B B. Okay, we got it. We got it that clean. Good. Yeah. All right. Let's All right, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> let's put that into a remix. We can drop that anywhere. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, so not long after this, he uh, wound up walking to a secret show that they had at Stitchcraft, which was this blue jean fact or sewing factory um, factory they had across the street from the a church where they would rehearse, and uh, saw them play there. Thought it was kind of sloppy, and uh, you can actually find the audio of this performance online, and it is hilarious because they open up with Sonny and Cher's I Got You, Babe. <laughs> they play Secret Agent Man, and it's very, like, sloppy and rough and everything. Do you do you hear your father in this performance? I, I listened going, really hard. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's amazing that he was at that. That yeah. one. Then three days later, they play Legion Field at University of Georgia. He's also in the audience for that. And then three days after that, they went to New York to play Letterman for the first time. Whoa. So and the contrast between which and you can he see was this on, on David YouTube. Letterman and he uh, yeah he was filling he was in for David guest. Letterman that night wow yeah, a, a your dad is David Letterman yeah they used to do a ton of uh, Tony Clifton thing he's a, a very gifted uh, impersonator That's but cool. the tightness of that Letterman performance compared with what you can hear in this this like family and friends show yeah. that they had in the, in the uh, Stitchcraft uh, place is pretty. Uh, pretty funny. And he, so. how did he get invited to it, or did he just wander over? Or he was just it a- lived nearby, and it oh, was wow. like, oh, this show is happening. Like, let's Whoa. walk over and see REM. <laughs> and wow. he and on Letterman, didn't they play South Central Rain? Like, it was a song that hadn't even come out yet. That was the other thing when they played at Legion Field. He said the people they were standing around when they played that, they all thought it was called uh, "I'm Sorry," and he said everybody already was like, oh, this is a new song. This is a new song. Oh, cool. And three days later, they did it on Letterman uh, for the whole country for the first time. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Wow. So a little, little participation in, in REM history. Sounds like a long conversation with your father. It was, yeah. and uh, But very fruitful. Very fruitful, yeah. Lots yeah. of tidbits. At least three fruits, yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, give me some bits. <laughs> some some bits or some tidbits. Yeah, How throw about, some tid on those bits. Yeah. <laughs> give me some kibbles and tidbits. <laughs> give me um, some beans and donuts, man. That's all we're about. Um, so, so you grew up uh, with REM kind of playing in the house. Yes, yeah. That was the first kind of stuff I listened to. My real... Uh, identification with R.E.M. though was the albums that came out in the mid '90s because I'd had those cassettes of like because that's when you were yeah. alive. As that's well. when I was alive. Yeah, you were not alive in the. They did not tour. In the 80s. No, I was not. Well, for two years in the '80s, I was born in 1988. Um, How does it make you feel to know that 
How does it feel (laughs) that I was graduating high school while you and your parents were having sex? It feels good. It feels good. (laughs) And I was probably having sex at the same time. Like, I could have been your dad. God, yeah. In in an alternate universe, who knows? Mm, Man, (laughs) instead of your employer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was your boss for a little while. Yeah, you were my set dad. Yeah. Yeah. On the uh, Comedy Bang Bang TV show. Scott makes everyone call him dad on the set, so (laughs) it was sort of the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's uh, that's incredible. So you were born in uh, the the year uh, Green Game came out. Exactly. Yeah, so that was the, uh, I mean, and they didn't tour again until Monster, right? And yeah. I still wasn't old enough to see them. But my first concert ever was the start of the Up Tour in October 1999. And I saw them at the Greek there. You're 11 that years was, old. Yes, sir. And you saw them in where? At the Greek, at the Greek in, yeah. in Berkeley? Uh, no, in uh, uh, Hollywood. In Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I went to those shows too. Uh, yeah, I figured yeah. You, you were probably there. Yeah. Wait, 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 awesome. wait. What What year did that um – you're in a movie with a shocking twist, as I recall. Uh, what, what year was that? 99, right? It was, uh, the movie came out three days before that concert, I just realized. Whoa! Uh, I, had, I had not looked up the exact date, and I had always assumed that the show was in 98, because that was when the album came yeah. out. Right. But the tour didn't happen really until 1999, and that was, yeah, that was the same Wasn't year. the show August 10th and 11th, or August 9th and 10th? 10th? Yeah. 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 Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you guys are- Dates are important so that, to us, Scott. <laughs> uh, uh, Six Sense had come out that weekend. Yeah. You're wandering Crazy. around the Greek and people are like, hey, there's that dude. I, I imagine maybe. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> or, or did you look like you look now? Yeah, well, like, yeah, I had this because the same been, beard I've been using for the past 20 so years. So long yeah. in between. Yeah. <laughs> so were you- That's the real twist. Were you aware at, that the movie had opened and become a- yeah, huge of course, thing. right? No, I know, but you're 10, it's kind of like, you know. But even even being a part of it and like we had done press for it the week before, we this was an era when you'd go get a newspaper to see like how it had done. Yeah, right. there was there that to a newsstand. To wasn't there see, that like, phone line that that's like studio I remember my manager was a studio exec at one point. There was a phone line that they could call and get the early returns. Huh. It was like a really? record, it was a recording. Oh. They would call it on Friday night or Saturday morning. He's like, this is before it's reported anywhere. Jesus. Um, wow. But um, do, so so was this around the time that people started yelling at you, I see dead people? No, that took a while. And, and took even, a while. Took a while. <laughs> um, Stain was probably getting started just about the same time. And um, – <laughs> It took some weeks for us to go, oh, this is turning into, like, a thing. Pop culture. Like, oh, and and the press junket, which had been right before this, I was having lunch with Knight, and he was like, yeah, I really think that word of mouth might get us to the top three in the first couple weeks. So we were going in with those sort of expectations, and we're like, oh, all right. Like, and, uh, yeah, that month turned into something kind of crazy. Didn't it also, like, it was number one, but then it creeped to, like, number two or three, and then went back to number one at one point? I I don't remember, but it might Johnny have done box that. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just call me box office Were you office the voice mojo. on the other end of that line? <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Hey, it's uh, Six Sense is creeping this week. <laughs> creeping back up to number one. Uh, um, so, so you're at this REM show at the Greek. Uh, it's your first concert. What, yeah. What's it like? I mean, we all have our first concerts, and they're special things to us because it's like, you know, oh, my God, I've never been to one of these. I don't know. What am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> was this one special for you? It was very special. I remember it very well. The set list kind of came back to me when I was looking it up uh, this week. And uh, 
the, the memory that, st- that stuck out the most to me, though, was when they did Tongue, which is one of my favorite R.E.O. songs. <laughs> Stipe, Stipe, he talked a lot during this uh, concert. He talked about Billy Corgan a little bit. Like, what do you say about Billy Corgan? He he did a cover of Disarm, like an acapella cover of Disarm. Do you remember that? Like, Yeah, I was yeah. in the, like, the front row for that. Yeah. That's the 10th, right? That I think it was the 9th. I can't, I'm getting uh, it mixed up now. But he did. What t- row were you in? Uh, I, was, I was in the front. Um, so you both were in the front row. Yeah. Next to each other. We, yeah, That's we, the only I mean, it, there's got to be a photo somewhere. Yeah, like, of the two of you just of, like. just of the audience. Adam like, with his arm like, around yeah. Haley. <laughs> yeah. 11 years old. <laughs> we both got lighters Just going up, like, yeah. Because yeah. I went to the 9th, but I was way, I'm, the seats were way back. But Why then the 10th. I know it was the 10th. because Maybe I have mine mixed up. I don't know, but the the tenth we were right in the front. This no, might this might help clear it up because okay, okay. when they played tongue, Stipe like he twisted his shirt up above his head and like wrapped his shirt around his head before they played tongue and he goes, This song's got tits and went into <laughs> Very <laughs> cool. Yeah. I don't and remember so, that. I remember being like, Well, that's kinda of funny. But I got <laughs> the set list off the stage oh, cool. that night. And they play I know they played uh, Half a World Away the night I was up front. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Truly, can, I bet we truly comprehensive. Yeah. Um, so your first show, and who who were you with? With your mom and dad? Or? I was with my dad. You're with yeah. your dad, and yeah. that's that's cool. So did that's you go awesome. to concerts together for a while, or we did uh, into high school? I mean, my my dad had he you know he was really into Pink Floyd in the '70s, so he I um, uh, rated his. CD collection in that way. Um, he and I both got into Radiohead at the same time, so we saw mm. some cool Radiohead shows when I was uh, a young teenager. And uh, uh, yeah, last awesome. night he was like, "Beck's going to be on Colbert." Like, yeah. Oh wow! So, so do yeah. you do you still go to shows with him, or is it like nowadays? The last we were going to go to a Roger Waters show, that great tour he did last summer, but I was out of town. So yeah, right. yeah. Um, so now it has to be a special thing that only he likes. <laughs> no, is like that because if like you both no. like it, you have friends that you probably go with? No, I, I'm a I'm a bit compulsive though. Like last weekend, I went to New York. Like I saw three Radiohead shows, and so you can get you can see one with a friend, you can see one with family. Like, right, you can kind of they have a friends and family way. discount. They so. do. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw that Beck and Jenny Lewis are playing Madison Square Garden tonight. Oh yeah. man, I we should have we should have just stayed. I know in the actual like Madison for three Square weeks. Garden for three yeah. weeks. <laughs> Slept in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> It's really big. What if we slept the yeah. entire time until the Beck show? Oh, man, I would love it. Just go into hibernation? Yeah. <laughs> I would love it. I like don't a get, couple of bears. I don't get enough sleep. Do you? We would sleep through all those Radiohead shows that happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How were those shows? They were terrific. And yeah. they they changed up the set list a lot each night. Yeah. Um, yeah. But And then Tom York went to Michael Stipe's gallery and took this great photo. I oh, think I yeah. Sent you, like oh, a, cool. that, um, that exhibition. The gallery having. that we missed yeah. going to. I want to see bummer. that show. Did you also try to go Sunday and then realize? when you got there that it was closed. No, you you have to hear our previous episode. Uh, We were invited to go by Bono. And uh, oh, we well. were we were on a plane as as he invited us to go and uh, couldn't yeah. couldn't go. Bono, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so so that's great. So you you you're listening to up. Is that your first REM record that you listened to? No, uh, I had um, the cassettes for uh, Out of Time and Automatic, and then Monster came out, and I did not put that pink CD back at Warehouse Records. I cherished that CD yeah. ah, yes. and listened to that a lot because um, I liked the harder guitar stuff. And oh, and, and New Adventures, that was another big one for me. And whenever yeah. we would drive out to Palm Springs or, or uh, up to uh, uh, 
Santa Clara to visit uh, relatives, um, that was like my car CD. And that's yeah. like a perfect one for driving across the- With you know, headphones or you yeah, yeah, listen to it with Walkman. your parents? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that was a big record for me. So yeah. And then when Up came out, the, why I like that concert so much is that they, I think they had Airport Man playing at the start yeah. and they went into Lotus and I really liked that record. Yeah, so that me was, too. Yeah, kind of like a cool thing to see. But Getting to see all those songs like opened up live was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like a, but you're a kid, and and your brain isn't completely developed yet. Would yeah. you would you admit to that? So is that does that have anything to do with you liking up? <laughs> I was not sophisticated enough to start changing around the order of the tracks or anything. But uh, <laughs> see, that's when you know you're an adult. Is when you start <laughs> you making start... your own track listing. <laughs> it is weird that looking back, going through the album with Scott, I. Up for me, like I found myself not defending it as hard as I would have at a certain point in yeah. time. Like I really love it, but there's a lot of stuff about that album that just has kind of changed over time and doesn't sit as well now as but it you, did. But you being yeah. 11 years old, though, it's so inexorably tied to your childhood. Yes. Is it something that it's just, and Monster and everything like that? That just, will never be able to be pulled out of that, like, yeah. nostalgic. And, you know, I can remember my room when I was in fourth grade just listening to, like, What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Like, over and over. Yeah, that's so cool. But with Up, I also realized... Being like ten or eleven, like you don't, you aren't allowed to like listen to music for hours in your room. You got to go to school or, or go to bed or something. So yeah. it might have been that I listened to like the first five or six songs and then was oh, told and to then go always to bed. had to turn because it, it seems a lot longer now when you yeah, get yeah, into yeah. ten, thirteen, fourteen yeah. tracks. Uh, on the other hand, with Around the Sun. I kind of listened to that once and then didn't listen to it very much more in 2004. And I liked it m more this time when you went through it. There, there are a lot more things that I liked on that. Uh, the what second what was going on in your life in 2004 that you didn't? I mean, I guess at this point you're five years into uh, fame, international fame. What are you doing? You doing AI or something like that? No, the we most done depressing movie in the world. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it's this. Just the whole we? planet dies, Scott. And you know, <laughs> I told I told you about about Kulop's reaction. The last time you were on Bang Bang, didn't I? Like I, I was, did, yeah. I got a new TV and a new and a new <laughs> Blu-ray player, and I'm like looking through my Blu-rays, going like, oh, what's what's a good one to test this out on? <laughs> For some reason, I pick AI. Going like, mm -hmm. well, it has like you like robots and computer yeah, generated yeah. shit. So I put on the last. 15 minutes of AI, which Cool Up has never seen. And it's all about, like, spoiler alert if you're ever going to watch AI, but it's all about, like, isn't it robots basically telling you that you're never going to have parents and never – Yeah, is it again? they try – like there a, a couple has a, a son who's ill and in a coma, so they replace the son with a robot, and then the other son wakes up, and they have to get rid of the robot, and then he goes on this odyssey with Right, but, but the very end, isn't it like all of humanity is dead and yes. you're like trapped? Yes. And they're trying to say like, well, you're never going to be happy again. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much the end <laughs> of that All the movie. people you love have been dead for 2000 <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And so I, and I'm just Spoiler testing on my Blu-ray. <laughs> my Blu-ray player and Cool Up is there like trying to read yeah. but then watches this and she's she goes what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> We're like but the subwoofer sounds great right? <laughs> like, AI has is is cool I haven't seen it since it came I remember I went the AI. day it came out AI AI um, but so, I but, shot a scene for that movie and then they did they, really? <laughs> did I ever tell you about no. this? I shot a scene for AI it had like one or two lines and mm -hmm. It was super exciting, so I got to be on set with. Uh, was it like I'm Steven Brian Spielberg? Time. <laughs> it's Brian <laughs> Time. Brian, same times. Uh, 
It was down at like an advertising agency, like in Long Beach or something. Oh, we were down at the Spruce Goose Dome there, so they probably had some offices or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing you walking like to your trailer or something. Like we were all out. I was with like, what's his name? He's how many times have we been like I know, accidentally running into paths. each other? Yeah. Um, Is it Steven Spielberg. <laughs> what's that? Steven Spielberg? Is that who you're trying to think of? <laughs> yeah. No. What's um, his name? Anyway, uh, it, it was a bunch of us. We had like one or two lines each, and it was a scene where like the main guy, the the guy, the the R- William Hurt character oh. is like talking about robots or whatever, and we're all like scientists who work there, and we, we, sprinkled throughout. We each have a couple of lines, so it's a whole day on the set w- watching. Is the deleted just, scene on the Blu-ray? I got to bust no, that out. <laughs> no, like depressed cool up again. Six months later, I was at Spaceland of all places, seeing I think a Rilo Kylie show, mm-hmm. and this guy that who was uh, background on on the in the scene who I had kind of gotten to know that day came up. He's like. Hey man, where were you? <laughs> what? I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, we redid the scene. Oh, where were you? <laughs> oh no. Um, and then I ran Great. into another guy from that scene, and he also was like, yeah, I heard they read. So at least I wasn't oh. the only one. But oh, so anyway. they recast a lot of people, or th- this, or I think two they people. just reduced the scene, so it's just like five guys sitting around rather than twelve. Is this what they yeah. based Five Guys on? Five Guys. <laughs> And then they started a burger restaurant. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, I always thought that movie was really weird and. and but cool. you you were watching it with a grudge as well. <laughs> I kind of wasn't though. You were like, hey, whatever. Who got? I mean, it was, I was uh, bummed, but also was it was a it pleasure just to work with Steve, right? But it would have been like a line, so it wasn't yeah. that huge. Do you remember your line? Like, hey, are you an AI? I don't. <laughs> How does it feel to be a robot? <laughs> so, but I guess, uh, so what was going on in 2004? I was pretty deep into high school because uh, I, because of college applications and everything, I didn't really shoot much between 2003 and like into college, basically. I was basically yeah. just going to school there. And that was, was that important to you? Was that important to your parents? Who Who made the decision of like, Hey, I know you're starring in movies a lot, but uh, go to school. It was it was important to both of us because I did really want to go to college, um, and I was going to a school where that was like it was very much like a college prep school and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So taking APs and all that crap, and mm-hmm. you know doing that stuff. But it was also the Bush years, so like it was the first kind of like teenage like political rage and everything. Oh wow! And around the sun didn't quite bite as hard as I needed at that point. Yeah. So that's when I kind of sort of veered off into harder stuff. Yeah, I guess. so what like, were you listening to in 2004 that was so biting? Uh, that's when Hail the Thief had come out the previous fall, and that blew me away, and then I was just <laughs> really into that. And then and then that thing that great bands like R.E.M. do, through listening to Radiohead, you get interested in the Pixies, yeah. you get into that other stuff, and it just sort of started. That was really the when getting interested in music sort of really took off for me. So did you get bummed out with Around the Sun? Was it, because for me it was a bummer, like, oh man, I've been sticking up for these guys for a while, like convincing people how great (laughs) Up and Reveal was. And then this one comes out and I can't really defend it as hard. But but is anyone talking to you about it? No, but... (laughs) Like they're probably just ignoring it. Yeah, not really. That's the thing is they were... 
completely out of irrelevant the cultural conversation. Now, yeah. Yeah. I had not had to defend up too much because none of my friends were listening right. to it. Yeah. I do remember the You're girl 11. sitting next to me in sixth grade because I was listening to The Great Beyond and like the Andy yeah. Coffin yeah. stuff. And she was going, and when she heard it, she's like, I hate that song. Uh-huh. I was like, why? What? It's REM. They're great. This yeah. How sixth you, grade girl hated The Great Beyond. How could you hate it? I know. But Reveal, I thought, was awesome. And yeah. so I didn't feel like I, like, this was the last straw or anything. I was just like, it didn't really, it wasn't the weapon that I needed against yeah. Bush and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So but you would only listen to music that sung about Bush? Uh, yes, explicitly. So only Peaches, and, <laughs> and that was uh, it. Pearl Jam's <laughs> Peaches. Bushwhacker yeah. or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, Glycerin by Bush. Um, Glycerin. But I did go to another show at the Greek Theater during the third debate between Bush and Kerry and got to go to the little backstage area R. before R. the show. And R.E.M. was all watching the debate like right before they went on stage. Oh, wow. And that was kind of cool to see, except I think I told you about this. We go to the concert. Concert's great. The end, Stipe just says a very brief thing like, I like John Kerry. We think he's a good person. Like, I just would encourage you to get out the vote. And this like old like guy in a cashmere sweater who'd been dancing creepily with this young girl the whole time (laughs) didn't like was like, what, what? What? And they did a big crane shot of the crowd during Man on the Moon, and this guy just put two big middle fingers what? up right in the middle of the pit. Like, in L.A.? You. Yeah. In was, L.A.? And so, I never, like, surprised yeah. someone yeah. would support R.E.M. is John political? Kerry. What? <laughs> and it's the week of the election? Like, yeah, it's, it's so strange when crazy. I hear stories yeah. like that. Yeah. Can you, I, I mean, speaking so that of... that was the Around the Sun That was tour. the Around I, the Sun I went, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Speaking yeah. of the debates, Washington, we, I would flash back when you said that, that we were... Uh, the Comedy Bang Bang Tour in 2006, we were in England watching the first debate between Hillary Clinton and Trump. And I just, like, realized in, like, two more years, we're going to have to watch all those debates again. It's, it's going to be such it's a much. Tense, it's like just such a months. bummer. Like, God, it's going like, to be someone we, like, can't defend very well either. Uh, like, it's, and uh, we're just going to have to watch <laughs> him just be an idiot to everyone for, for like, two years straight. Well, hopefully uh, he... He won't be in office by the time the election happens. Good luck. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but still, just the primaries and the stress of who are you, who's going to be the All of it is just like, God a, damn. It just lasts so long. He's already raised $80 million for the campaign, and the DNC does, has not been doing that. Oh, so oh one last mention of, of uh, R.E.M. The last time I had any interaction with them, I actually— This will be the last the time last, we mention R.E.M. I will never, way. never talk about them again once <laughs> okay, I leave this room. In your life, not even on this show. <laughs> that ever. Was, that was kind of like— a low point for, for America and like that yeah. record people didn't really like and then at the Obama's first inauguration at one of the after parties I wound up standing next to Mike Mills at the bar watching this really euphoric room and had a really nice conversation with him that was like to the effect of oh maybe things won't be terrible forever anymore which is oh, really cool. trippy to think about now wow uh, yeah. he's a very prophetic very nice man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we nailed it on the other hand accelerate nicely captured the anxiety and anger of the Bush Imagine years. if that had come out in 2004. That would have been pretty interesting. Right, yeah. 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 Well, um, we're going to have to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about something that uh, did not come out in 2004. We're going to be talking about something that came out a little later than that. It is this, the uh, the album Collapse Into Now. We are going to be right back with more Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy after this. Hey, uh, Adam, do you know uh, that John Cougar Mellencamp song? Little ditty about Jack and Diane. 
Do 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 deek deek do. Little did it. Cherry bomb. Cherry bomb. That's it. Um, we have. If you are a a fan of Freedom, the show that I do with Lauren yeah. Lapkus and Paul F. Tompkins, we have a new T-shirt in the store based oh. on that. It's the sucking on chili dog T-shirt. Outside the tasty freeze. Sucking on chili dog. If you want to have a t-shirt that uh, has says sucking on chili dog and has an anthropomorphic chili dog smiling, wanting to be Uh. sucked, and it says freedom on it, then go head over to podswag.com slash freedom and you can get that for yourself. Uh, And Adam, I'm going to give you one for free. No way. Yeah, totally. Can I pay you for it? Okay, how much do you want to pay me? A thousand dollars. Okay, you have my permission. All right, so head on over to podswag.com slash freedom welcome back are you talking rem me this is from monster there's oh i'm sorry i even said it so scary you're the one that gets scared i know i'm just so frightened uh welcome back we're here with Haley joel osmond um who is a cast Member of the new Hulu streaming show, Future Man. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. So you can see him anytime on your computers. Uh, if you guess the correct combination of ones and zeros, you just come up on exactly. a computer. Yeah. So it's the great Ben Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Ben Carlin from The Onion? Yeah, he's the showrunner on uh, He gave Future me a Man. giant trash bag full, <laughs> full of meatloaf. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, full of <laughs> No, I he came he, to your party. He came to the Mr. Show offices once, and because I guess he knew Bob or David and was talking, and I I met him and thought he was really great, and I said, you know, I've never read the, I've never read the Onion. This is back when it was just print. Yeah. So he's like, oh really? And so he came or had it delivered. I can't recall a a big trash bag full of of old Onion uh, oh, cool uh, papers. Yeah, and just like here you go. Here's all. Here's everything you need to know. Do you still have some of those? I don't have those particular things. Yeah. Then I then I worked with them on a movie they were doing, and so I got all the books sent to me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The books are like a little more the collective. Like it's a little more manageable than yes. a giant trash yeah, bag yeah. full of yeah. newspapers. <laughs> it would be cool to have like one of them or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or not cool. I don't know what's cool anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we're here with Haley, and we've been talking about the band um, – R-E- Radiohead. Uh, <laughs> Radiohead pretty much almost <laughs> exclusively. Let me test you out on uh, REM trivia. Um, what's, the, what's the drummer's name? What year? Ooh, good one. Um, 1752. Hmm. Uh, Paul... Little Drummer Boy Revere. That's right. All Little Drummer Boy Revere. Yes. And their big uh, REM single, One If By Sea, (laughs) Two If By Land, or is it the other way around? Wolves If By Lower. Wolves Wolves If If By Lower. lower. Um, We're going to talk about the record um, Collapse Into Now. Collapse Into Now. Collapse. So when this came out, Ah! no one knew. Uh, that this was their last album. They didn't announce it. Even though, it's looking back, it seems like they were pretty much already 
done and he's broken up. He's waving goodbye on the cover. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Peter Buck was <laughs> nowhere kinda, to be seen in any press. It or doesn't anything. look like he's waving goodbye as much as he's like waiting for an unrequited high five. Eh, you know what I mean? Like he's like, hey, high five. High five. <laughs> and people are like, uh, no. I remember when I first heard it, I thought this is their last album and they are saying so. Really? Yes. And it's pretty clear on song two on all the best. I even they, they went- do a cover of song two by Blur? <laughs> even, I even went on- I think I made that joke on the show already. On You did. On Murmurs and went to the, the, the message boards, which I had never done before, just to see if anyone else like- it's like, like, are they saying goodbye on all the best? And people were like, no. No, really, of course not. Nobody yeah, thought no that? One, not one person. You're the only person who knew this was going to be their I'm last sure record. sure I wasn't, but of all the of, of the 14 nerds that were on the <laughs> murmurs.com message boards that day, I was. <laughs> well, let's, let's break down some of the facts on this. March 7th, 2011 is when this came out. Uh, Haley, you're 14 at this point or 13? Uh, 10. Yeah. 13 or 14. 10 was yeah. not a choice. <laughs> I was 23. Wait, 2011, you're 10? No, 20. 23. What? Yeah, I was You're 23. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how old are you now? I'm 30. But you're 10 in 2011? I'm that sorry, doesn't make sense. I got sense. confused. I got confused. Because <laughs> he was 10 in 1998. <laughs> okay. So- so you're you're 23. You're in college, or had you graduated? I was finishing up some credits. I had not finished up in my final year. Okay, yeah. so you're still in college. Still do you remember college. buying this record or yes. downloading the record, or what you do? Yep, iTunesing this record. Okay. Yep. Uh, I remember there was a really great interview with Michael Stipe in Interview Magazine. That I mean, uh, it's right there in the title. They do them. Yeah, yeah. that's what you they know? do. Ask he, questions. He answered them. Boy, mm-hmm. did he answer them. Wow. Uh, I did not think that they were breaking up. I had really liked Accelerate. I had seen a couple shows on that tour um and it's nice that they i you know end on a high note but it actually felt like oh this is like they're revving up for yeah. like a whole new they're era back. in rem yeah. Like, yeah. another two decades yeah yeah so it was because the breakup announcement wasn't until september right yeah yeah so you downloaded it from itunes i did yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and uh at what bit rate Ooh, uh, 128 is a smooth 128. Ooh, that's nice. That's low. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. 128 is yeah. pretty low. You can do I better. Yeah. I mean, you can do worse, though. Yeah. On yeah. iTunes. No, there's no. a there's a choice that's lower than 128. There is. What, for like 96 Well, but then I upgraded it to the AIFF thing. There you, you know, go. Yeah, there really you go. smooth. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Pono. Uh, Adam, uh, what are you doing March 7th, 2011? I was in New York City, which is uh, not- On the East Coast? On the East Coast. It's a- Technically an island. I mean, it is an island, Manhattan. Sure, I guess so. Although, doesn't yeah. it encompass parts that aren't on the island? Like, Yeah, Brooklyn. Some of the other boroughs aren't on the yeah. island. It's, um, confu- it's too confusing. Yeah, but it's in the state of New York. A lot mm-hmm. of people call it NYC. Um, some people call it the Big Apple. No. As like a nickname. Um, I just call it New York. New York. Even though you have to sometimes, you know, New York City. It's good to just it's say not, you're going to the city. I'm so going to the city. Going to the city. And so you were in New the York. city. You say, I'm going to the city. Comma, 
New York. New York. Yeah. So like Wolves, comma lower. Yeah. I'm going to the city, comma New York. Yeah. Okay, got it. So what are you doing there? I'm working on a movie, Friends with Kids. Oh yeah, with, with John uh, Hamm. Hamm and Jen Westfeld. Jen Westfeld. Yes. Directing and starring mm-hmm. and she's lensing, lensing. <laughs> Just lensing uh, according to variety. <laughs> uh, and so we were right in the middle of doing that when this came out. And I got it, I think, a couple weeks early. Chris Bilheimer had slipped me a, slipped to you. a, a copy of uh, Collapse Into Now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you buy a copy as well? Yes, I did. I think that they had released – they were releasing songs bit by bit. Like, by the time the album came out, they had – released like half the album on iTunes which was so you would buy them one at one at a time or yeah yeah I, I and and the, I'm trying to remember what they I remember Discoverer was like in early December they put that out really months and months before yeah it was really weird to what end I don't know I guess to just get people listening to I thought it was weird and uh-huh. by the time the album came out I already had that oh my heart happened today Mine Smell Like Honey, like four or five songs. It was weird. Anyway. Okay, interesting. Um, I can tell you what I was up to in March 7th of 2011. Um, In between our last episode and now, my life had changed dramatically. I had started doing the Comedy Bang Bang podcast. I would stopped doing the show at UCB that uh, I was doing. And I looked up some electronic mails. And we, uh, in two months after this, uh, I was about to film the Comedy Bang Bang TV pilot with a little man named Adam Scott. Aww. Whoa, that was right around then. Like, it was June. Whoa. And so I was already like, I, we were in the middle of emails in March of like, could you do this? Hey, could you do this? Are you going to be around? Uh, so this, it was just right around the corner. Right, because I had started Parks just a year before this. Like I started like in April of 2010, I think. Hmm. Um, and so you were on a you were on a break, and you were doing friends friends with, with kids with benefits. And I remember my stuff on Parks had just started airing because they had held it till mid season, so it just started and airing. Were people while we shouting were t- at you, I see dead people. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that makes no sense. Um, they got confused at the REM shows we were always going. Yeah, to I guess yeah. It, they always saw us together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's crazy. That it was that long ago. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. We shot it like in a uh, at uh, we shot at the old Abso Studios. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. over there in Hollywood in yeah. like a basically a warehouse. Yeah, sort not even like a room. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I have some uh, very pleasant emails uh, back and forth uh, with you uh, regarding that. And so we, I was I was preparing this. I. I it was interesting to see a lot of the uh, emails to the network that I was writing, uh-huh. uh, like uh, on March seventh and eighth, and all that. Yeah. They were very pleasant. Our our relationship had started at a uh-huh. very uh-huh. <laughs> a wonderful a wonderful note. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was what was going on. So, and I remember, I remember getting this, but I don't really. Re- but I've never listened to it. Oh, okay. And I. I wonder when it was on Com- Comedy Bang Bang we had the all podcast. Re- yeah, we had been two years into Comedy Bang Bang podcast, and I believe episode 80 or so is when you and I talked about you too, okay, okay. which was before this. So it was okay. it was uh, uh, approximately six months before this. We talked about you too on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang a lot, which is what led us to doing this show. Okay. All right. So we've come full circle, yeah. my dear boy. Yeah. Um, so wonderful times in our lives. 
Um, fun and- times. Fun times. Fun times. One time. <laughs> um, and Brian uh, Symes times. Brian Symes times. So that's where we all are. So, so you bought this, but you didn't listen to it. I think I must have downloaded it and yeah. just listened to maybe one song or something. Yeah. And never. Li- I, I couldn't. I don't even know why. Was there a single that alerted you to it? Or no, I never heard any of the singles because there wasn't really a discernible single because they released all those songs. Like I said, so it's kind yeah. of weird. Like mine, smell like honey, seems like the logical single, but they didn't. But really this is single it. single two. It's, a, it's they say uh, single number one was it happened today, which came out in December. I don't think that's right though. But I, maybe they just released it in December or I something th- like that. Maybe. And then mine smell like honey came out two months before in January, and then a week later Uberlin, and then a week after that oh my hair. So they were yeah. just like just cranking pushing out, out, just pushing out stuff. So that's you know a discoverer. But it just says 2011. I think that was even before it happened today in December, actually. Did they make another website like they had done with Accelerate where they would do something like that? Like I don't remember. I, it seems like there was no release strategy for this in a way of no video, no discernible single. They made a video for, for Mind Smell Like Honey. Oh, and that was with the dude who plays Kick-Ass, right? No, that's Uberlin. That's Uberlin. Oh, okay. But the Mind Smell Like Honey one is just a guy falling downstairs that Michael Stipe directed. Wait, was <gasps> it, was it uh, Jack Tripper? <laughs> that's right. He was falling over a couch and then some <laughs> stairs. But it's, again, it kind of seems like they were already, like Mike Mills and Michael Stipe did interviews and stuff, but as far as a consolidated press strategy, it seemed like it was not as coalesced yeah. as like Accelerate was a whole move. And like I said in the last episode, I bought Accelerate. I liked Accelerate. My yeah. my remembrance of it was like, they're back. I like them. I like, you know, so many of these songs on Accelerate. I could not even tell you why I never listened to this record. Yeah. Well, they it's not like they went on Letterman and played the single or anything. Thanks for miming the guitar while you did that, I did. by the way. <laughs> I get it. But if they had done that and played Mind Smell Like Honey live, people would have been like, oh, shit. Maybe, but I don't even think I was watching Letterman anymore at this point. No, I know, so but I if they know. were out in the ether yeah, promoting yeah. it, it would have. Doing something, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you why. But let's, uh, w- uh, without giving away uh, what we think of the record, although yeah. you sort of did, Haley. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, you did. Shut up. <laughs> Let's uh, dive into it. Let's yeah. dive into the songs. This is a pretty short record, 41 minutes and five seconds, uh, 12 tracks, and they're all pretty short. Let's uh, start off with the aforementioned Discoverer. <laughs> Just the sinus, better finesse 
on like that for a bit. What do you think? Haley, I, I was thinking this is up your alley because it's got those hard guitars. No no lyrics about Bush. No lyrics about Bush. No, he was he's back on the ranch by then. Um, it's too bad. A lot of like excited to live in New York lyrics though, which is always yeah. great. I guess you were in New York at the same time too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's um, a lyric in here about you can get pizza at four in the morning. <laughs> it's a vodka and espresso, right? Like, that's what yeah. he's, yeah. Uh, I, I remember reading, he said that this feeling that he had about love in New York had started during the same trip that he and Peter Buck took in a van in the late 70s, maybe, had parked outside of a club, and he went to some uh, party where Lester Bangs was, and he had a dream that everybody at a party had the initials LB, and that inspired the lyric in uh, It's the End of the World. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you know it, because Lester Bangs, Lenny Bernstein. Oh, so LBJ. So are a little, little connected, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So is this up your alley, Haley? What do I you like think? this, yeah. And I, I remember immediately liking it at the time, too. His voice, I think, sounds great. Um, I like the drums. I like the drums through the whole album, actually. It's uh, Who's playing the drums on this? This is Rieflin, right? Yeah, yeah. Rieflin. Yeah. What do you think, Adam? I love this with white-hot passion. <laughs> I just think this is incredible. It's triumphant. It's catchy. It's loud. It's also the last song they ever played together. In yes. The, uh, in the Hansa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like taking that aggressiveness from Accelerate, but loosening it up a bit. It's not as regimented feeling. Yeah. And it's, it's great. I love it. How about you, Scott? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah. Um I will say this record after the high of of certain parts of Accelerate I was a little disappointed in. Yeah. Um upon first listen, one thing about REM though, the more you listen to the songs, oh yeah, the more they sort of unlock in your brain somehow. I think it was um uh, 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 Nick Hornby, who talked. To, uh, there, there's a book he writes about pop music. I may have talked about this on several episodes, but he he says that that songs are generally like puzzles that we try to figure out, uh, and when we are enthralled in them, we haven't figured them out. But sometimes pop music is so simple that we figure it out and then hate the song after that. Mm-hmm. Like once our brain goes, oh, I I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it goes da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then three times, and then core, you know. Yeah. Once we figure that out, then we turn off on it. Um, but this is one that no matter how many times I listen to it, it's not, it's, it's not like the songwriting style that I like of like, it's more of a it's more of a statement of fact almost. It's more of like a hey we're here kind of thing in a way more than a more than a uh, a classic song if that makes sense. 
It no, doesn't no, add no, them, no. but Haley's nodding. I got one of but you. But I don't have a problem with it being that declarative. This whole album is a when you look at the lyrics, and I never really did with REM. Those were yeah. specific lyrics are never that important to me. But these, it's all very declarative. Like in the end, I think the last poem is like, "This is our message from the 20th century. Like, yeah. do with it what you will." Like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. say I'll say it's it's less of a like pop song than it is a song that would start a Broadway show when people would come out and go, "Hi, we're all here." <laughs> like stand in a line. Yeah. <laughs> Discoverer, we're all here and we're here and we're going to this is the plot and what we're going to do here's I the guess, problem. I guess but the the pre-chorus is that catchy little melody that they throw in there. Uh it's I mean I'm not saying that it's like god why am I listening to yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, it's just no, I get what you're saying. It's not quite a pop song to me necessarily, so I'm sort of ambivalent about it. Is all uh, yeah. is all I want to say. The more, yeah. you know, but it's cool. I I think you're right about like it's why it took me 10 years to figure out that Fables is a really rewarding album with pop songs on it, mm. whereas the first hundred times I listened to it, it just sounded like a wall of mush or something. Right. Um that I think a song like this of theirs does feel just kind of uh, all sharp edges mm. at first, but the more you listen to it, you find that there are the squishy uh, center, the squishy center to it, and uh, a catchy, catchy hooks. And I, I just think that chorus is just sounds like you said. You're right, like super declarative and triumphant. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Les Mis, Do you hear the people sing? Which closes. The first act where it's like, you know, declarative and everyone's standing in a line, but it's got that da da da. I don't know. Maybe it is like, do, do you hear the people saying <laughs> it's exactly that song? <laughs> but it's you got not me thinking catchy. of Pippin now. Yeah. <laughs> got magic to do. Did Just you, for you. <laughs> did you see any of these videos, though, of the Hansatone no. performance? Check that I out. Nev- no, I never will. Uh, this, it really is affecting to me now because only the three of them know that it's the last time they're ever yeah. going to play oh, together. Right. This, no, I, read yeah. about, I read about this about how. They all know this is the last recordings they're going to make for the record. Oh wait, I think I might might have even seen a little bit of it. It's where he's just like crying. They, at the and end. they yeah. they cut yeah. it off before he says, "Well, that's it," or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's all they, it's all on YouTube. All those yeah. songs, right? And, and uh, Lance mix, and Lance sorry. and Chris were filming. We're it. Filming sorry, it. go ahead. No, sorry. I almost like that. I don't. I don't. It's not a spoiler for the whole album. Like that sound is really great in there because they're in that yeah. gorgeous room at that yeah. studio. Like it's gorgeous. Yeah, that's it's where uh, the lovable lads from Liverpool uh, recorded Octoon Baby mm-hmm. too. That's right. Yeah. And and Heroes for Bowie. It's the window yeah. where they saw Tony Visconti kissing his girlfriend. Really? Which is that line from Heroes? Yeah. Like wow. yeah. What's the line in Heroes? Um, where they're, uh, they're creeping on Tony Visconti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like, uh, and we kissed, and the guard shot above our heads. Oh and all that. yeah. He saw them kissing by the wall out and of the I studio. And I was jerking window. off while I watched it <laughs> from the Little window known fact. in the studio <laughs> where REM will play their last sort of concert. Good old John Bon Jovi. What he's, a prophet. Yeah. Wrote he's a great amazing. Song. <laughs> wrote a great song. <laughs> um, so, so not not a, my immediate favorite, but you guys, you guys are uh, the first time you heard it. You were into it, uh, loved it. It's the first. It's the first thing you're hearing from the record. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything else. Yeah. Okay. I remember I was in my trailer at Parks and saw it pop up on iTunes. I was like, Oh my god! What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Amy, Amy, did you see? I remember we were like shooting in Griffith Park or something, and it was super late at night. And it popped up, and I couldn't believe it and listened to it. And, and I 
I, I was this sounds like all the best parts of Accelerate except like what I just said. So anyway, right. I loved it. Great. Okay, well let's hear song two, all the best. Oh, this is the one I thought was a good one. So Just that kind of sounds like a born to run at the end right there. Yeah. By the way, I think April Richardson put that in her top ten. Oh, is that what she put in her top ten? What a weirdo. Um good old April. Good old um, This actually reminds me of Monster in a way. Haley, is that is it? Yeah, is it tickling? I was going to say New Adventures. New here. Adventures, like yeah. yeah. But it's that same period for them of like uh-huh. really nice, yeah. and glammy. Like, yeah, like the, the so fast, so numb stuff. Yeah, and everything. It's a great driving song. I was just listening to this on the way over here. What do you yeah. drive? Yeah, I drive a little little two door. Well, two door. I didn't ask how many doors. <laughs> how many doors do you have how on your doors car? How many doors do you have on Just one, baby. Can I ask another question? Sure. How many doors in your house? Uh, uh, one. Just one? Just one. It's a so it's just one. Like, it's just a, it's a, it's a circle. Yeah. yeah it's bag end, baby. How many roofs on your car? <laughs> uh, what do you think, Adam? Uh, yeah, I, I really like this one as well. And uh it's just just listening to it then, like listening to it loud in headphones. They are playing hard, like, and I really love they're that. going for it. They're going for it. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean I I I love this one. I love uh, Discover uh, more, but I do like what's um, how, this where, a lot. Where's this rank in your? There's twelve songs. Where's it rank for you? Oh gosh, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Um. I, I I find it a little hard to get into. The, I've listened to it a lot. I've I've never really locked into it. I think I think listening to it right now, it's maybe because the melody is a little like those. 
it's a little like the songs R.E.M. does where they're playing really loud and, and Michael Stipe isn't really doing much more than shouting like, blah, blah, rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. <laughs> I think he actually does say that on Uberland. <laughs> so one of these songs, he's like, the rock and the roll. But oh, you know, yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> but it's that kind of Dylan-y melody of like, this, 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 and this. <laughs> this also, this, and this. This, this, this. Yeah. Yeah, rock and roll music. Yeah, rock you know. and roll music. It's fine. It's, it's it, but I but again, uh, nothing objectionable about Did it. Did you can you see why I would have in 2011 think it's a it's a send-off? A it's goodbye? that's it's the lyric where he goes, "This is our last album." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I just can't believe that wasn't blatantly obvious to You everyone. have such a grudge yeah. over well, these it, people on I was made to feel like an idiot on murmurs.com. <laughs> what did they, <laughs> This is like, like I, I already felt trepidatious about posting it all. I was like, this I is just have this to. is like Batman's parents being murdered for <laughs> right, you, right? Like no one else. I had no one else to talk to about this. I didn't have this podcast, so I crept onto murmurs.com and everyone like beat me down. What was your uh, username when you got in there? Gosh, I don't remember. You know what's funny is I'm probably to you now the people who made fun of you on murmurs.com. Yes. Like now you have those terrible negative associations about me. I forgot yeah. to say this to you earlier, but the first time Adam and I talked about REM was like three or four years ago, and you two the show was happening and he was like yeah I think we might do an REM one but honestly like I don't know if I can handle Scott not liking <laughs> REM I know every time yeah. every time you ask me what yeah. a song is like I'm just like oh god this is gonna break his heart that's why when you're talking about one that you don't like I look down at the table yep and shuffle some papers yep. <laughs> sorry daddy so far we're two for two and it's it doesn't. It's not bothering me that much because I think your arguments against aren't particularly legit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, but I think I think particularly discoverer. Uh, you, it needs repeat listens. Yeah. I've listened to it a lot. You keep saying that about no, and, and I agree about songs where suddenly you'll be like, uh, something will come on like a, a random shuffle and I'll go, oh, I like this song. And then I'll realize it's a song that I didn't like on a previous episode or something. So, yeah, but and this happened, also, this happened a lot where I was like, I didn't like Collapse Into Now other than maybe one song. And then I listened to it again. I was like, oh, maybe I like two. And then I listened to it again. I was like, eh, three are pretty good. And then I listened to it again. I was like, yeah, four, yeah. four songs, you know? So like <laughs> yeah. the more I listened, uh, but, but just, I think my argument about Discoverer makes sense. It's just, but I think also you don't love like a lot of the like you're saying those kinds of songs from them like some of the document stuff mm-hmm. and monster it's, monster and if something is a little too monstery I'm a little like uh, yeah what's the second song on up what is it again Lotus 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 is kind of like that yeah. for me a little bit uh-huh. isn't it just like brash and brash sexy. And blah blah right. blah blah. I'm going to say some words. <laughs> Although I like it when the B-52s do it. <laughs> that sounded like Fred Schneider. Gang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's hear track three. This is Uberlin. Hey, now, take your pills and hey, now, make your breakfast. Hey, now, comb your hair and off to work. Crash, land, no illusions, no no intrusion, my imagination run away. I know, I know, I know what I am chasing. I know, I know, I know that this is changing. 
little Uberlin for you in your ears. Very much the analogy was made when it came out. And I think it's true. Like it sounds like a alternate universe REM greatest hits album. Yeah, like they knew it was this their record. last record. Yeah, so it's got a lot of songs from their their older styles a little bit. Kind of covers all of them in right. a way. And wh- what's what's this song to you? Like how automaticy? But it's era. definitely got that uh, that reminds me of uh, losing my religion. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then and then the da. Duh, duh. reminds me of that song where they go, hey, kids, rock and roll. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He does that with another song on this. There's like a slapback hey that's a lot like Drive like uh-huh. right at the beginning. I can't uh-huh. place it now. I just always think he's going to go, no collision, no collusion. No collusion. <laughs> no collusion. No collusion. He says that when it doesn't need to be said. There was no collusion. <laughs> he wrote it on the paper the other day. I know. So and funny. crossed out, we will prosecute anyone who did collude. Whoa, you guys are getting very political. Political. Uh, There's no I, bush for me to rage against anymore. <laughs> uh, I I love Uberlin. I think it's beautiful and uh, great. I love now it. Now you're shuffling the papers again. <laughs> I know, because I'm bracing myself. This is my favorite song on the record. Oh, it is. Good. I, I Actually, the first time I heard it, I, didn't, I was like, eh, because I hadn't had a pop song like Accelerate yet. And so yeah. I was like kind of disappointed, disappointed. Yeah. And then this one, I was like, come on guys. Uh, but the more I listen to it, the more I love it. I see, and this is what I think about R.E.M. is like they're masters of melody. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's why I don't like songs like All the Best all that much because yeah. they're not it's as melodic. Less melodic as, yeah. yeah. Mm. But this one, I, I really like the more I hear it. Did you watch that video with... Uh, um, What's his name? Was it Two Girls, One Cup? Aaron Taylor (laughs) Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, I didn't. I just read about it. It's cool. It's him. uh, That's his wife who directed it. Yeah, and he's just like dancing through the streets of Berlin. Oh, really? It's cool. What do you think, Haley? You like it? I like this one, yeah. It's a... it's probably not my favorite on the album, but it's it's a nice change of pace from the first two. I I like the sequencing on this one. You like the sequencing uh, on this I record? I do like the sequencing. I do on this too. Record. It would be hard to sequence it differently when when we get to the last song. We'll right. Talk about that. That's but, an uh, interesting thing, right? But there. Uh, yeah. but sometimes but I kind of wondered if it could be sequenced differently, but I didn't try. Um, okay, let's go to the next track. This is Oh My Heart. The kids have a new take A new take on fame Pick up pieces Get carried away I came home to say Half erased I came home to face What we face Buildings sing with 
the wisdom to reconcile this thing. It's sweet and it's sad and it's true. How it doesn't look bitter on you. Oh my heart, oh my Art. They played that on the Hansa ship, the last thing as well. And it's they great did. they all stand in a circle and Ow, play this. Ouch, my heart. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, my heart. My heart. <laughs> Big Ouch. disappear vibes on that one. Scott McCoy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Scott McCoy uh, co-writing yeah. credit. I was going to say, is this the first time other than Leonard Cohen that the, they share writing credit with an outsider? The Leonard Cohen one was simply because it yeah. sounded too much like a Leonard Cohen song, yeah. so they preemptively gave him credit. Yeah. But this is maybe the first time that they've written a song with someone. I I'm thinking so. Might be. I, I don't think that I've ever seen another. Did person. did he show up one day and was like, "Bro, I got something for you." <laughs> oh my heart! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Perhaps. What do you guys? What do you guys think? These uh, couple songs are their New Orleans ones, right? They brought in a horn. Uh, oh, is this the New Orleans uh, like jazz band? Yeah, yeah. They were, they were saying they wanted to go there just to. It was not that many years after Katrina. They wanted to boost some stuff there. Stipe likes to be in a warm, humid climate for his for his voice. Vocal cords. But uh, yeah, yeah, but it, it it was after Katrina. They were like, let's infuse this with some uh, some dollars. Yeah, well, into it's the a, economy. And it's a direct sequel to Houston on the previous record, which was about uh, yeah. having to travel to Houston from New Orleans. Those people who were had to leave New Orleans and live at the Houston Astrodome. Right? Yeah, so yeah. sort of the Empire Strikes Back. Yes, to, <laughs> yes, to the Houston. Because the first song says, "The government, um, if the storm doesn't kill me, the government will." Yeah. Got to get oh, that out of my head. Like, Was that about Bush? Changed. The government changed. Still, yeah. The storm didn't kill me. The government changed. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's a nice thing. Uh, do you like it, Adam? Uh, it might be my favorite on. Might be your favorite. Yeah. I like this one a lot. This is weirdly one that I heard before. I think uh-huh. maybe because it was on a best of or something. Yeah. Uh, I, in the sequencing of the record, I was a little like, "Oh God, a waltz." Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it's but the melody is so good, it's so pretty, um, and that sort of backing vocal where they it's a little out of sync and it's and it's coming f- it just sounds different for them i hadn't heard that particular mm. sound from them before yeah. don't you also think like songs about heart just take on so many meanings when you're that sort of generic in a way of like uh-huh. oh my heart it could be about so much yeah that it just like you infuse it with with just longing and aching. Project in, in whatever you want on it. Yeah, exactly. But also being that uh, unabashedly sentimental, oh, my heart is mm-hmm. gutsy, and mm. I think it really works. So well, He's yeah. not singing, oh, my gut. No. What if it was called, oh, my penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my penis. Uh, Haley, what do you think? <coughs> I think if it was named that, they probably wouldn't have broken up. <laughs> <laughs> Stay together forever yeah. because of this song. Yeah. No, I like this one. The The way that they traveled to record different sections of the album are kind of nice. Yeah. And again, it's when only the three of them know that this is their last hurrah for yeah. like a year. And so they're kind of— Do you think they told Peter Buck? 
<laughs> it was just Scott McQuay, Michael Stipe, and Mike Mills who knew. They're like, well, we're not making any more records. Peter's like, let's do another one, bros. Yeah. They decided on the Accelerate tour, apparently, let's yeah. make one more record and we're done. Must be hard making yeah. records. No, nah. ah, maybe I, it's, I easy. it's easy. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's easy. You're right. Um, this is track five. It happened today. This is not a parable. This is a terrible. This is a terrible thing. Yes, I will write that after. After all I've done today, I have earned my wings. It happened today. Hooray! Hooray! It happened. Hip, hip, hooray! We'll be the allegory to another Bible story out of deference. Closing on a promise after After all I've done today I have heard my voice It happened today Hooray, hooray It happened Yep, yep, hooray Here's a little uh, Mike uh, Myers action. Yeah. It's a weird structure for a song because it just, from here, just goes. Becomes in, this. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and Eddie for, Vedder creeps in there. Yeah. Like, oh, is like a fucking creep oh. watching Tony Visconti kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but let's keep it going underneath yeah, what yeah. we talk about because I, I think the end is really interesting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think? Love that bass drum. It's a nice, sounds real good. Yeah, He's got a lot sounds, of other drums, yeah. though. He's got a snare. Hey, doesn't Haley he likes them, the though. bass, bro. I just like the bass one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> here it comes, it kicks in here. I like this part. Yeah. I feel like it's about them deciding to break up, but I don't know that. I'm just is the hip Oh, that was the it that happened today? I don't Ooh. know. It happened today. This is, it, it's a terrible thing, but it should be celebrated. I have earned my wings. Hmm. I don't know. That's very New Orleans funeral right there. Yeah. Huh. Shit. Do you think the hip hip hooray is ironic? Well, I think it's like this is a, it's sad, but we're happy about it. Yeah. It's interesting how dryly he sings it. Hip hip hooray. Hip. Oh, hip, he does hooray. that on Monster too, where he's like, oh um, uh, yeah, um, I don't sleep. Yeah, like and then yeah. Hey, hooray, hip hip hooray. Yeah, yeah, that's even drier almost. Yeah. yeah. This sounds very out of timey to me. Yeah, yeah it, it sounds a lot like me and Honey or something. Yeah, yeah. or uh, Belong, where it's just the... Right, yeah, yeah, Belong. You're right. Mm. I like this part. I don't like the beginning. Yeah, I, I like it. It's never my favorite song on the record, but at the end, you can really hear Eddie Vedder blow it out. Let's hear him blow it out. <laughs> blow it out, bro. Vedder! Veds, step it up. You know how you sang that song about Bush? Get in here. There it is. Whoa. 
welcome to the Main Street Electrical Parade. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when I, I, I read on Wikipedia that was the first single I found it baffling that is I, it's not but I, it was just a track they released earlier yeah, I guess yeah. okay uh, because I don't think that's a single no um, this is the last track on side one by the way they went back to sides I guess because vinyl came back at this point yeah, this maybe. is the X axis this is the last track on I, side one track six this is every day is, did we talk about it? do we like it or not this one yeah, we, we, yeah. okay here we go Every day is yours to win. With the walk and the talk and the tick-tock clock. With the rock and the roll and the bridge and the toll. With the brilliance and the light and the stink and the fight. There's a ghost. That's what that chimey guitar reminds me of. Band of horses. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, this is a different part. Kind of the bridge. Yeah. Um, Hojo? I like it. it it's uh, not one of my uh, top songs on the album. It, weirdly enough, it reminds me of the, that first track on that Modest Mouse album. You know, the one that it starts with just with kind of bells and yeah. on the same record as Float On. And they had just yeah. toured uh, with him. Yeah. And I was like, I, was like, hey, I don't think they, that's where they got they it. But yeah. <laughs> Mamo? Adam, do you like yeah. this? Yeah, I think it's really pretty. Not not one of my favorites on the record, but I, I do. Like, I think it's pretty and it's very sweet. Kind of a advice before, some you know, pushing someone out into the world yeah. kind of song. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, sorry, sorry, sorry go ahead. Do you think you'll play this when your kids graduate from high school? I will play this and <laughs> offer them no other advice. <laughs> and you'll kick them out of the house. Yeah. In front of all their classmates. That's right. <laughs> they have to be so stoked to know that their last day of high school is the last day of being in your house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the produ- I, I, the production on it's cool. We should mention Jackknife Lee's back behind the... Yeah, Jackknife Lee the, behind the twos the knobs. and fives. <laughs> um... I think it's the most I can, the best thing I can say about it is it's pleasant ish. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I like it, but I'm not like. I think we're all in agreement. It's yeah. fine. 
Um, this is track seven, or the first track on the second side. This is Mine Smell Like Honey. Honey, what's he talking about? His fingers? Balls? <laughs> Balls? <laughs> no, I don't, I mean, no, I don't know. Uh, kind of, I mean, second song that they mentioned, Honey. Me and, they mention me, isn't honey Me and Honey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my, Me and Honey. I thought you meant on this album. That would be weird. Hey, the man likes honey. He says, what, honey, something hyacinth and uh, oh, yeah. imitation of life? Yeah. The guy likes honey. He likes honey. What can we say? Hey, who yeah. doesn't like honey? I mean, put honey on anything. Uh, you bet I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> honey and peanut butter. Oh, delicious. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Little, put some nanners on there. Oh, my God. Just a small amount of You are of making me hungry. Some mayonnaise right on top, just a dollop. Just mm. even just a drop of ketchup. Please, just a little Please, ketchup. Daddy, just a little squirt. <laughs> um, I love this. It sounds, it reminds me of like uh, Life's Rich Pageant-y era. I think it, the chorus is so The chorus is great. I don't like the verse. Really? Yeah. You but mean the like cor- the lyrics or the no the the, the melody just of the verse. too talky huh. like yeah, yeah but yeah. when the when the chorus kicks in it's so good but it's definitely a melody there it's da 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 wait let's hear I want to hear this no 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 there is a melody there go ahead can I get Adam up in the vocal there is a melody there it's not just talky let's hear it again there is a melody I just don't think it's as good. I like that. It's not like they're sitting you know the what verses it, out. Yeah. I, I, maybe it would be better if it was like da 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 for the first part. Da 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 da, and then it changed. Da 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 da, you know, or went went somewhere yeah. else. Instead, it just repeats the same thing uh-huh. four times. Maybe that's maybe that's what I'm reacting right. to. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's terrific. Okay. What my, about you, Harry? My favorite on the album. It's yeah. one of the ones that makes me sad they didn't tour for this. I think me this too, man. Great live. Yeah. They could have. They could. It, it actually reminds me of Accelerate type stuff yeah. mixed with Murmur in a way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That uh, I think it could have been an album opener, and I would have maybe been a little more like, okay, this is what I was expecting. Oh, I feel like Discoverer is a perfect well opener. I, I mean, without yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but you need, yes, you need, it, it would serve well as a, an opener to uh, a, an album for sure. <laughs> Just not this one, <laughs> or any, <laughs> or any other. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's awesome. Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's it's good. Sure, you yeah. can say that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, walk it back. Here we go. Walk it back. Walk it back. Walk it back. What? What would you have had me say instead of what I said? Where? Where would I go? How could I follow that except to do what I did, which is to walk it back, walk it back, mm, walk it back. Reversing me, why? Erasing me, rise. I try to start again. You don't you turn this around. I have not touched the ground in I don't know how long. Walk it back. 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 There's how they should have sung it. <laughs> you guys aren't doing an album of our hymn covers when this is over. <laughs> Walk it back. Guys. Well, I heard that they wrote this after partying all night in New Orleans, and they went back to Mike Mills' suite Fuck and yeah. banged it out on piano with the whole group of their friends and everything. That is rock and roll. And I would I like to it. hear that version, too. Oh, totally. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah I like it, too. I, I was flummoxed, but I think it's the Pitchfork review where Why they said it's... Possibly the best thing they've ever recorded. Yeah, that, yeah, that did kind of stop me. You remember that? I was like, I like it, but yeah, the best that. thing they've ever recorded. I mean, that, that particular writer, though, is probably responding, like, what does Walk It Back mean to him? Yeah. Or, yeah, right. or her. Well, that's also the same publication that gave Walk around the sun like 5.4 and then gave Accelerate like 5.9. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they that's gave this really. like yeah. <laughs> six points. They didn't give it a huge rating but said this one song I don't know yeah. I like it it's probably one of my favorites yeah. on the record I, I like it a lot I the one thing I when listening to it now I gotta say I don't know that I love Jack Knife Lee's production on this record yeah 
I think sometimes the vocals are are recorded in that distorted manner to to make it just disguised, you know, so it's yeah. not straight up rock and roll. Sometimes it's getting in the way of the melodies. That uh, on um, Mind Smell Like Honey, that that guitar lick that's so good is yeah. buried in the mix. Yeah. And so I'm not a, a and in, like sometimes it really works for some of the more hard rocking stuff. Yeah, yeah. But for some of the more subtle stuff, I wish it was recorded a little more like a, like a Out of Time or, yeah. or, or Life's Rich Pageant. Like, do you style. wish they took that melody for the verses of Mind Smell Like Honey and have him sing the hell out of that same yeah. melody rather than... Then it's kind of buried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. Even <laughs> Discover, which I think is some of my favorite vocals, it is still kind of back. Yeah. It's still yeah. I think back. he's singing so well there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a, a quibble. Who knows what choices we would have made? Yeah. You would have had me going in there going, sing it like this. Discoverer! <laughs> Walk it back. That's what producers Walk do, though. Walk it yeah. back. <laughs> All right. This, is, uh, this was a single. This is alligator underscore, aviator underscore, autopilot underscore, antimatter. This is a single? This was a single, yeah. Oh. I think the production sounds pretty good on this. This uh, is like right yeah, in his wheelhouse awesome. in a way. Sounds great. This, by the way, features Peaches. Um, and when I read that, I was like, uh-oh, is, it, is this going to be yeah. something that doesn't mix well together? Because I love Peaches. Um, friend of Comedy Bang Bang has been on the show. Uh, oh, really? But uh, but I was kind of like, how's the, is yeah, that yeah, going to yeah. be like, you know... Uh, peanut butter and honey and bananas and mayonnaise and, and ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> I like both yeah. of them, but maybe right. <laughs> but but out. I think I think it's she she's got doing great backups. Yeah, and then awesome. I, I like her spoken word part as well. I think it's and really Lenny good. Kay is playing guitar on this. Oh, cool. By the way, I don't think this was a single. I think I thought it was because it's on their best of. It's weird that they put it on. The, I think they just love it, so they put it on yeah. the best of. Yeah. I uh, the my first listen to the record, I was like, well, this is the best song on the album. Oh yeah. Uh, some of the other songs have revealed themselves a little yeah. to be a little deeper to where I like Uberlin maybe better now. But yeah. but this was the most like scratching that itch of like just dumb yeah fun pop yeah good melody yeah. pop stuff that Accelerate seemed to be about mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love that song 
Haley, what do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely top top two or three for me. Yeah. Of uh, of the of record. This, of this album. Of yeah. this album, yeah. yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good rock and roll. Uh, Ooh, music. Music. Um, okay, this is track 10. This is a short song, a minute 44. This is That Someone Is You. Nice that it's slotted right in after uh, Alligator. Yeah. Same kind of same kind of feel. stomping rock song. Like, I know. would listen to 10 or 12 songs like those songs in a row. Yeah. I don't know that I need all the variation. Yeah. I just, this is, it's great. The melody is so good in the chorus. So catchy. Yeah, I love this. I think yeah. the more Mike... Myers is involved, the better on these songs. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah. Always. The fuzz bass he's kind of playing in some of the rockers, it's, yeah, really. Like, I I think the the key to unlocking a good REM record is how much is he singing and doing melodies, you know? And all the way back to the beginning, the the kind of the just the keyboards that are always kind of the secret weapon of REM records. They all sound just like that, and it's <laughs> why they're so good. Yeah, but Mike Mills' keyboard playing too is a secret yeah. weapon. Um, should he do a solo record? Why isn't he? Fuck do, yeah, why man! Isn't he, like get get some people together and do a I solo know. record, He's bro. Doing something right? He's, He's doing like an orchestral live. thing. Yeah. Orchestral. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I know. I want him to make a pop record. Just make a pop record. Do 10 songs like that. I know. Like, it, I, I bet he could do it in literally, like, Peter Buck likes to make records in two weeks. He could do it in, like, 10 days, I oh, bet. Oh, I can't imagine Mike Mills. We got to get him in here. I can't imagine Mike Mills doesn't have. We got to get him at this barbecue. 100 songs and uh, that he could just record and put out a great and catchy put a, and record. put one out every year i know he's gonna be the john paul jones for the next generation's rem yeah. i think that would be like that would be totally great like, what if that? he just yeah. like joined some band as their bassist and backup singer that would be, be great awesome. too remember when dave grohl pl- played with the queens of the stone breakers oh uh, with the heartbreakers oh okay he oh, played well, with them on snl but then i think he did a whole tour with them remember when neil oh, finn okay. played with fleetwood mac oh that's coming up in and December. mike campbell <laughs> yeah i want to go I definitely like there's one way to get me to a fleetwood mac show put neil <laughs> yeah. finn in it <laughs> we should definitely go to that we should go to that but Are not we- like because that fucking kenny loggins uh show just at michael mcdonald and you, you were out of town for it yeah but i didn't even know it was happening so well i was gonna tell you about it and then you i was gonna see if town. you wanted to go and then you left town but we should go to the the david byrne show Yes. Because, is he playing soon? Yes, he's uh, playing let's all, next let's, month. Let's, let's go. go. The three of us. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Fun. Um, fun. This is uh, track 11 out of 12. Me, Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando, and I. Huh. We live and dream about the 
future Please ask Neil I need to pound Well, now So through the annals of our flavor times Our heroes and all their fatal flaws Me Faded out a little early. Um, no, they they went through the chorus. I think. Yeah. What do we think? Get some guys? nice farewell mandolins. Kind of a nice getting little that, touch at the Mandy end. Getting that Mandy on. Yeah. Oh Mandy, you came and you gave without taking. Was he singing about a mandolin? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Stare at the mandolin in my glass. Losing my religion. <laughs> um. This is one that grew on me. It didn't. This catch is a grower, not a shower. Yeah. The very last time I listened to the record, it was one I did not like. Yeah. And I was thought it was very skippable. And then the last time I listened to the record, I was like, Oh, I like this song. Yeah. I think the chorus is good. Lay it's really me pretty. Down. Yeah. And but that it, helped me off to sleep is like spooky and yeah. It's like Lucifer, come and <laughs> take my soul. Yeah, that's what it's about. Sweet that's embrace what of death. What if? <laughs> <laughs> what if they revealed on their final album that their all of their songs are about Satan? Are about Satan and like? So, well, I think I'm I'm not positive this is one of the Michael Stipe sculptures, but he I think he put a sculpture in Athens of like a deer-headed, like satanic-looking figure with a bunch of animals, like like from Hereditary. Yeah, it a lot like that, which I was Ooh. like, yeah. <laughs> we so should funny. if we're all in New York at the same time. While Why it's still happening, we, we got to go to that Michael Stipe. I'm show. never going to yeah. New York again. Okay. <laughs> um, what do you think of that one, Haley? All of the 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 lyrical theme of this album seems to have a lot in common with uh, "Find the River." A um, l- little less death centric, but it's all kind of like saying goodbye and giving some last words of advice, which always reminds me of, of "Find the River" a lot. And this mm-hmm. one seems the, the feel and the atmosphere is a lot like and "Try Not to yeah. Breathe." The river. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of talk about heroes on the album, like yeah. John Bon Jovi. I don't know. <laughs> John Bon Jovi obviously had an influence. <laughs> I he mentions heroes a few times, and I don't know if he's talking about like we're not that and now we're leaving or I don't know or is he talking is. about his own personal heroes yeah or? yeah maybe hmm. speaking of which this is the last song on the album um, a sort of duet with one of his personal heroes and I would imagine friends because we saw them jawing together at the party uh, after U2 <laughs> uh, this is Blue featuring Patti Smith also co-written by Patti Smith here mm. we go Listen to that train. 
It's got wow. me really jonesing for riding the rails. I walk the streets <laughs> alone. What's the other song of theirs that is that? I'm out of time. <laughs> Circus left the stakes of broken ropes, useless mud, the ties that bind, ha ha. I can be bad poet, street poet, shit poet, kind poet too. Subway, almost 4 a.m. Halloween, I'd had enough to drink to make my own party. All my fellow writers in half costume, half asleep, half silly gone to seed. I don't mark my time with dates, holidays, fate, wisdom, luck, karma, whatever's convenient. I am made by my times, I am a creation of now, shaken with the cracks and crevices. Turn it down. <laughs> Not really a chorus on this one. <laughs> this what's this is a lot like that one song on Out of Time that I don't. Country feedback. Country feedback. Yeah, this is probably my least favorite style of REM song. This is a song that I 100% get some being annoyed by it and mm-hmm. at it, um, but and next to it because of what it is. It's being the official goodbye and him saying everything, saying goodbye to the other guys in the band, to Patti Smith, talking about what he thinks of himself and where he is. Do they include the lyrics of this on the the record? Yeah, his spoken word part. And then the it segueing into when that happens, we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, it that that when that happens. It's it still, redeems, it's not going to today, but it still moves me to tears when that happens. I want to watch this. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen? No. But that, this song as its own Are you afraid thing, to cry around me? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I think that you and I should just cry. Just cry together one of these days. <laughs> um, Guys, there's still live albums to do. It's okay. It's true. <laughs> There'll be reissues, right? Yeah. Um, I I think that uh, I can see why I'd be annoyed by it, but it's just I, yeah, I do. Yeah, of but, course. But uh, but I do. I again, when it segues, we'll just talk about it because it's about to happen. And when it segues into the reprise of Discoverer, the first track, I yeah. was a little like, okay, I get it now yeah. a little bit. It's like goodbye. We we've, yeah. we've been REM. Yeah. Later, bros. It's felt very good to be in um, But they'd never done anything like that before. A, repri- a reprise? Yeah. yeah of yeah. Right. Or that, that links back to the front yeah. of the album. I love that. And Me I was too. the first time I listened to it going like, oh, this is, without even knowing it was the last album. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a downbeat way. Yeah. As, as you know afraid with meaning as the song is and then when they go back to discover it's like oh okay like yeah. and then you still go out the door with something you know that makes oh, you not it's, sad it's about to happen here yeah yeah I totally 
sounds like the Yes song. Main Street <laughs> Electrical <laughs> Parade. <laughs> Because it's linking back to his first trip to New York when the band was just starting and just seeing the possibilities for the first time. Singing the main thing. And we <laughs> will be friends for all Wait, time. Are we, are we skipping the very last sounds of the very last REM album? No, here it is. Here it is. Um, <laughs> the song itself is maybe a little close to country feedback for me. Like, it sounds mm-hmm. very similar. But it's cool, and I, I, I love it. But I see why you would be annoyed. Do, with it. Uh, he talks about Discoverer being one of the one of the only autobiographical songs he's written. Uh, although leaving New York, I think he did that once because I saw him at the Forum. Um, yeah, but uh, I I think it's it's definitely interesting. Like it's about a guy who I don't know what what is it what does New York mean to him? It's like a place that he could go find like be around similarly weird people or something well, or he, what? he got horse he ordered horses or something in 1975 and patty smith like and her association with new york was like a place that he wanted to get to as mm-hmm. soon as possible and it sort of saved his life in a way or i, don't I know. maybe but it's uh yeah i remember in that same interview he's like yeah i ate a whole bowl of cherries listened to horses for the first time and then like threw up and went to school and was like i have to like get out of here <laughs> like, hmm. and, um, so it's very meaningful to him yeah and that's why it's like having her on the last track even though it's more of a you know a mm-hmm. sound or a, a poem or something it's like that's so big significant it's like the i band would, would not exist we wouldn't without exist her. without like, yeah. without her here she is she's yeah. now my buddy yeah, we're gonna go see you two guys. Don't worry. We're, yeah, don't worry. Yes. We're gonna be at this after party, <laughs> yeah. and and two weirdos will not come up and talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> they're just gonna stay away. <laughs> Do not worry. Well, that's the last track of the last REM record, but we do have one B-side to get to, uh, if that's okay. It's a little track called NOLA for 2610, uh, yeah. which I guess is New Orleans. Is that NOLA? Mm-hmm. New Orleans, Louisiana? Yeah. Just an instrumental, maybe even titled that because they tracked it in New Orleans on 42610 and never gave it an actual title. Yeah, maybe. But uh, there it is. So guys, that's the last REM record. We'll talk about uh, in a future episode, yeah. Adam, about their breakup and what yeah, it I think meant we to you. Yeah, we should do the part trash part. Yeah, sure. Thing. Yeah, But we'll, yeah, so we'll talk about that. But how do we feel about this as a record in relation to their other records? Haley, what do you think? 
Uh, I I think it's a really fitting end for them. It, it's crazy because at the time it seemed like a step, as I said earlier, a step towards a new, renaissance, new era for REM. But when that later that summer they announced the breakup, I was sad. But it also I I believed them when they had that short statement that was like. There's no animosity. Nothing is wrong. We just want to finish at the right time. And and this album gives that impression, you know, very powerfully. Like, yeah, this is always people who made, you know, virtually all the right decisions their entire career. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Haley, there is one thing we have to get to before the end of the show, and that is a little something of your personal REM top ten songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you sent these to me earlier, so I know what they are, and I have them all queued up. So let's go for this. And this is out of all REM songs. This is your personal top 10. And I was very surprised to see this one uh, in the top 10, but uh, what is it? Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, top 10. You didn't bring them. Uh, no, I remember. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I remember. I'll, I remember. You do remember. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> top 10. You can just look up the email where was, you sent uh, it to uh, Track 7 from 1995's Monster. Um I knew you would remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are like Rain Man nerds. Yeah, we're, I, I feel like we're equal in our fans. <laughs> Rem Man. It's, it's, I don't know yeah. why, but it's important for me to remember yeah. the exact date. <laughs> um, me too. Uh, this is uh, Tongue from Monster. Yeah. Ding dong. Now, would you say this is number 10? Of no, the, they're, they're I, this was so like hard. A, and ultimately, I just kind of made them in order and then didn't second guess sure. myself or sure. I would have spent two days on it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I do like this one. Awesome song. We're R.E.M. <laughs> Feels good to be in R.E.M. Feels good. <laughs> Fucking stout. <laughs> Alright, track nine is yes. we're Nice. This is from Up. Yeah, this is Sad Professor. Did they, uh, did they play this when... No. I don't think I ever saw them play this live. Yeah. Now, this is about Robin Williams and Flubber, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thought he was happy. Invented Flubber. He was happy for a minute, but then, like, about two-thirds of the way through the movie, it all went to hell. Jeez. Maybe it's him in Dead, in, uh, Dead Poets Dead Society. Society. <laughs> or uh, Goodwill Hunting, because he's sad. That's, that's what it's about. Well... <laughs> Sad professor. William Goldman actually wrote this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's when like an up gets so little love, but I just think this is a great, great, great song. Bow, bow, yes, bow. and this th- this vocal awesome. right here is so great. This is very radio heady in my opinion. There, yeah. yeah okay, track eight. Yeah. This is a talk about the passion. Talk about the passion. Now, this is before your time. This is, and and like you, if I remember correctly, Eponymous was my first uh, foray into the 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 eighties. I went to the Warehouse Records in in La Crescenta. Where Uh, the Warehouse? (laughs) Um, That was their slogan. Yeah. Oh, where? Oh, I don't remember that. (laughs) Uh, Picked through all the monsters and and found this one, and then from there jumped into Murmur and all the eighties albums. But yeah, to write a song this good this earlier in your career is pretty nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Talk about the past. 
Sean. And this Feels is good. <laughs> this is one song too where like you think the lyrics are one thing. I thought he was saying pull me in to talk for like years and yeah. years and years until I finally Googled it and was like, oh. What is oh, it? Oh, well, it's come in to Tom. Like uh, how long until, yeah, it's about like world hunger and everything. Oh, yeah. okay. All yeah. right, this is track seven or your seventh favorite R.E.M. song. Mm-hmm. Another yes. 80s pick. You can see my dad at Legion Field, 1983. Did you never call I mean, this was unbelievably uh, good. This like, is what this they played on Letterman uh, when your dad saw them. Yep. Which uh, version is this? This is from the record. Yeah. Reckoning. So great. What's different about the two versions? The eponymous version is the vocals from them the shooting video? the video. Oh, I don't know weird. that that's right. Adam. It is right. It's several people have said that you're not. No, it's correct because he wouldn't lip sync. So no, he I know that. I know recorded. that. I, I know yeah. that. That's right for the video. I just don't know that that's the version. Play the eponymous, eponymous version. You'll I don't hear have a slight. It. Oh, really? I have it. And I don't see that on the Wikipedia entry either. Well, Wikipedia doesn't. But uh, but and. Uh, you don't no. want to listen to it right now? No. All right. This is, what, what are we up to? This is six? It's number six, yeah. This is... Yeah. Gotta give Mike Mills some Hell neat yeah. vocal love. Fear Wild Heaven! And this is one of the very first R.E.M. songs I ever heard on that cassette. Really? So, yeah. Why was this one of the... Did, your, did someone turn off the previous song right at that cassette? The thing I remember is that with Radio Song, because I, like... It just started reading basically. I didn't understand you could have guests on your song. Oh, so okay. I was looking at the back with the four of them go, going, like, going like, which one's doing KRS One's part? And I think I was like, it must be Peter Buck. DJ sucks. What if that was so, Peter Buck? That would be amazing. That's so <laughs> funny. You didn't know that you could have guests on. Yeah, you know, you had to pull the little cassette thing out and really read yeah, yeah. to see what was going on. I just assumed wow. it was only those four guys looking up at the camera. That's so. <laughs> Oh, funny. That's how albums should be. Yeah. That's a lot like Andy Daly's uh, Only the People on Stage Should Be Playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is track five, or your fifth yeah. favorite. Yeah. I love it. I love that you're just sticking to classics. Well, you're yeah. also sticking to, for the most part, a certain time period. Th- this yeah. is what I listen to the far yeah. and away the most. We all like you know, yeah. what... We all like the things we liked as kids. In yeah, a way. that's why certain people love, like we, like Adam and I, like the first three Star Wars movies. That's why kids younger than you, I think, like the prequels. I guess the I best. Haven't, I haven't met one. Yet. I don't know. <laughs> no, there are so many people who love the prequels. Yeah. No. The best. dude, I can't yes. believe you were at Skywalker uh, Ranch for that screen. Oh yeah, that's amazing. There are so many yeah. people who love the prequels who hate the new ones. No, it's very weird. I just feel it's Ooh. like for us I guess we're in the same Star Wars generation is just like I connect with the original VHS's so now I don't those dislike the, things so much yeah, just like yeah. this is just a different thing but now. those were the ones you like, watched as a kid yeah probably. like yeah. people like the things they they saw when they were kids okay yeah. this is four or five this is four of yeah yeah. This to me might be like the most REM REM yeah. song. Like, and you gotta have Patti Smith on there. So great. When they did this live, like Tom York would do the Patti Smith yeah. bar. Like, this is a great, great song. Probably shouldn't use it as the lead single, though. I think you're right about that. <laughs> All right. I wish it. Number was three. A, number one hit. Tremolo's back.
with eyeliner, also from Monster. Crush with eyeliner, this, yeah, from Monster, this is probably hitting you in the, just the like, gut. yeah, <laughs> hitting you in the nards. Yeah. I love that you have two Monster songs on it. Yeah, here. that's it's amazing. That was where I fell in love. Okay, so are we at your number one? This is number, was that, I think that was three, wasn't it? Oh, was it three? Yeah, this is number two. Yeah, this is number yeah. two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout. Shout. <laughs> Uh, try not to breathe from Automatic for the People. Try not to breathe. That that uh, song exploder they did on this was so incredible. I, yeah. I hadn't found a lot of that information about the background of it before, and there's Me just neither. so much going into that getting to hear the isolated yeah. tracks like that. I can, with Bill Berry's like weird radio that there's so much put I into know. that. I love that song. Go listen yeah. to that uh, if you want to, and stop listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is your your favorite number track. one. I think the quintessential REM song, although. I I said that was Ebo, but whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think this is also like the best song ever written about LA. Yeah. Hold on. Best song ever written about LA? I'm throwing it out there. Have you ever been to a Dodgers game? Oh, I'm sorry. Century sorry, Boulevard. Randy. <laughs> we love it. Look at that bum over there. Sixth Street. <laughs> I love it. You ever listen to like, the intro they don't it. normally use where he's like, New York is terrible. Yeah, Cincinnati's yeah. terrible. But you know what's cool? Boom, doo, doo. All right, imagine listening, like you've just seen Adam get married. He's handed you a CD. <laughs> it's what do you do with Scott's it? boat. Scott dives down to get <laughs> <laughs> Do you do you pop it on in the car oh, on the way home? Oh, after the wedding? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Or do you, you just yeah. throw it directly into the garbage? <laughs> no. you, well, it depends on what else is on that CD. Do you throw it like a Frisbee at What did you fit Naomi? into 80 minutes on that CD? I have to find the track listing we, and bring it in. Please, yeah, please share to. that. I'm so curious. Okay, I'm going to really... Yeah. I'm sure really my try. parents have a copy. Because on, yeah. on the last episode we should we should listen to this okay like, we okay, should go yeah. through it where does yeah. it where is it in this uh track listing if you remember it's i think it's right after moon river the audrey hepburn version nice oh. yeah and right before maybe if not for you the george harrison bob dylan if not duet for you. version Sweet. or no not duet george harrison's just playing slide guitar on it yeah mm-hmm. anyway um, we got to find that. Doesn't sound too bad, right? No, I would. I'm I would, sure there's I would, something embarrassing on it. No, no, I don't. I, I don't want to hear it for embarrassing. No, I know. things. I just want to hear what it what it is. Yeah. I bet it's cool. Uh, uh, good top ten. You like the top ten? Adam? Oh man, it's great. Thank you. I love the, I love the the representation of the later stuff and it's awesome. A little awesome. bit of early stuff. Uh, not too much in the back. Two. It or was back three. Yeah, it was hard to. I. I want. I. Oh, you know what? I honestly almost put on. <laughs> seems a little silly. Is Beach Ball because a lot of mm. REM songs that are real favorite, like Tongue, is like this. Um, I don't sleep. I dream is like this. Just an atmosphere where you uh-huh. feel like you're in a place. And Beach mm. Ball is like I would listen to that at yeah. the beach and feel really happy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the best <laughs> song about a beach ball ever. I absolutely. Maybe uh, we should make a top ten list of best songs about beach, beach ball balls. related songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, Haley, it's our pleasure to uh, be with you and to talk about all this stuff with you. Um, very fun. 
Thank you guys both. I sound like, a, for I doing sound really, like a robot. Really I'm sorry. It's very fun. Uh, we enjoy your stuff. Um, any last words you want to say about REM? Uh, I just, what they mean to you? To me, aside from songs that I love, there's plenty of uh, music and musicians I've liked that I wouldn't. I'd have trouble defending a lot of things about their lives. But these mm. are guys who like always use their power for good, and like it was the right people to be yeah. powerful. Powerful at this time, and it, uh, and that Tom, you know, has is on this continuum of people from like Patty Smith, and then he, you know, tried to help Kurt Cobain. He was a great friend to Tom York. Like they're just a good band that you can feel great about. So yeah, mm-hmm. very uh, happy to listen to them always. Awesome, yeah, awesome. Well, that's gonna be it for us. Uh, but that's not our final episode. No, We're not still, by any means. We still have stuff to do. So uh, join us next week. And until then, we certainly hope that you have found what you are looking for. Bye. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.